Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Trenches Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. This program starts now. Football. It's happening tomorrow, but football conversations will happen all day today on this particular program. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you are fantastic. We got two breaking news out of the NFL happening today. Anthony Richardson, quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, officially going on to the IR. He'll be out at least four weeks, but they're giving a window from four to eight weeks for his return. Not great news, obviously. We hope you get healthy over the next four weeks. He has a sprained AC joint in the shoulder. Whenever he went down live and in person while watching on TV, we thought maybe he had a broken collarbone, maybe a torn something ligament in there. Instead, it's a sprain four to eight weeks where will the Colts be with Gardner Minshew being the starting quarterback for them five weeks from now six weeks from now seven weeks from now we shall see and also this phenom for the Miami Dolphins running back Devon Achan has gone to the IR. He'll be out for the next four weeks. <laughs> Jeff Wilson, though, back off of IR with Mostert, with McDaniel's big brain. We assume the Dolphins will still be a wagon, but they are losing out on a rookie running back who was on pace to break pretty much every rookie running back record in the history of the NFL. He will sit down now for the next four weeks. There's also a lot going on, and I got all the boys here. The Toxic Table is here. At Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Con man, what's the shirt there? Uh, this is from an Italian restaurant uh, in Chicago. Not exactly sure how to describe the name because I don't speak fluent Italian, but it is a kind of a dressed up mouse and on the back, it's the the back of the mouse. It's an Italian waiter mouse, yeah. You see it? You see the back of it? I couldn't see it. Hmm. I don't think we can still see see it. You see it now? No, we couldn't see it. Oh yeah, we saw it. Oh, Oh, that's like very clever. It's like front front of shirt, front of mouse. Back of shirt. Back of mouth. So it's like, grazie, prego, Bingo. parmesan, mozzarella, meatball. I appreciate you Stop wearing it. that shirt. This is the most, this is the weirdest shirt you've ever worn yeah, on this yeah. particular show. <laughs> this one's up there. Yeah. Also, the only white shirt I've ever worn on, on this shirt. Smart, it means you're getting thinner. Yeah. yeah this hey. kid started to believe in his body there a little bit. Go. You know, I wear it dark because uh, white would potentially make oh, yeah. all my potato sack look like a potato sack. Great shirt today. Weird. I think a lot of people would say weird shirt. Good. Not really in your wardrobe normally. No. But love that you brought a little Italian flair. Entire your face is peeling. Yeah, like horrendously so. I feel like such an asshole. Uh, Should have put sunscreen on on Saturday. We kind of talked about it. I just said, I'll be fine. I have sunglasses. Why, why would I need to put sunscreen on? Boy, uh, I should have put sunscreen on because, yeah, it's not fun when you just go like this and you got about 10 pounds of snow falling off your face. Yep. Yeah, the good news is sun still has its fastball. It does. Mm-hmm. And in Texas, we just ate it. Yep, just completely. You chose with your face to do so. Right. No hat, no nothing. Nope. A lot of us on our neck yeah. and our oh, yeah. Bruce Brown's nose is currently charred to a crisp right now. Yeah. So people in Texas, I'm sure you already know, put sunscreen on. Yeah. yeah. Put Please. sunscreen Smart. on. Yep. Sun's still doing it out there, which I think is a surprise to all of us. One half of the hammer, Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. Tone gave us a bunch of betting trends yesterday, pretty mm-hmm. much. It's going to make us smarter. Hopefully. Have we learned anything hockey-wise about what we need to bet Ooh. on after first night? I got it. Not the Penguins. Ooh. What Bingo. is this all about? Ooh. We stink again, Nick. The the Chicago Blackhawks got a 14-year-old leading their team. Yeah. Guy, he's, he's smaller than everybody on the ice. <laughs> he gets an assist. He's great on our show. Yeah. The Pens stink. We lose 
four to two. We had a two nothing lead. We stick. I don't want hockey season to be over, Uh-oh. Nick. That's I would like awesome. to cover hockey this year. But if the Pens are going to lay this type of crap on the ice, we're not going to be able to talk about it, Nick. Pat, I don't want to overreact. But it's the same shit new season. Uh-oh. Blowing leads, not managing the puck, <laughs> oh, not being able no. to score on a backup level goaltender. It's Uh-oh. frustrating. Backup We're level. not getting pucks deep with the lead. Listen, we need pucks on net. Right. Skates on ice. Hands on hands in the stands. Yeah. We need celebrations. I you mean, need what? guys that aren't 40 years old. That's what you need. Yeah. You, don't right? you got a You're bunch of old geezers out there, all right? The only yeah. old the geezers Year's you baby. should be talking about is the old geezers that were good for the yeah. Red Wings. The Penn's era's over. You know it, Pat. Wow. You're a loser. <laughs> I will yeah. say, hockey had a hell of a start last night, though. Oh, yeah. A lot Seriously. of goals, a lot of action. The Vegas Golden Knights celebrated their banner getting dropped. Will the team please go to the slot machine? I know the hockey people were not happy with all the semantics of what was going on before that Vegas Golden Knights game. But I like the fact that we pulled a sword out of some wet rock. Watch the thing drip. There's this bunch of water. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was like uh, it was like uh, when you go to the gas station, you put the windshield yep. wiper thing wow. in there. Oh, yeah. They're pulling that sword out. Stoner looked great. Yeah. The boys had a night. They obviously go on to win. That game's over about 12.30 Eastern time. Cool. Tampa Bay gets a big win over Nashville. Chicago Blackhawks beat the Penguins. There was one man oh. on this stage that called the entire thing. Ladies and gentlemen, nine-year NFL vet, <laughs> hockey Nostradamus, yeah. Terry Shapala. <laughs> hey, you're 3-0 and right now in picking hockey games. Let's keep doing that. should probably stop right here. No, no. 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 Keep he, riding he that tonight. And joining us every single Wednesday this season mm-hmm. is a guy that used to play offensive line, but now he looks like he's probably a kicker or a punter. It stinks. His brain is still massive. He's host of In the Trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, A.Q. Shipley. Okay, A.Q., you obviously played center guard. I don't think you ever played tackle. Maybe in high school uh, one time <laughs> they put you out there. Yep. But at college and the NFL, your arm's too small to be a yeah, tackle. But you're great in the interior of the offensive line. You won a Super Bowl. You coach offensive linemen. You're in the O-line community, I think, through and through, right? Yeah, absolutely. What is this bullshit? Tell me what this is in Just 2023. That. Tell me what this is. We got offensive linemen flopping Jeez. on primetime Monday night football. Max Crosby's obviously a dog, and he's going to be, you know, doing everything he can to get under people's <laughs> skins. But when did it become okay for offensive linemen to be flopping all over the place, AQ? Listen, when you sent this to me the other night, I was so disappointed. They say in the locker rooms nowadays, the old guys, right, the the crusty old mm-hmm. Mets. Yeah, yeah. There the, yeah the front yard yelling at the yeah. guys. Yeah. guys that went through it, the two-a-days, you yeah. know, back when football was Hell real yeah. and yeah. hard. Uh-huh. They don't make them like they used to. That's what they say. They don't make them like they used to. Now, that guy got a first down for his team. Yeah. Great job by him. Big. Which uh, I think everybody's going to Great job by him. Yeah. He got more first downs than some offenses have yep. as a whole. Yeah, yeah. But this is something we don't normally see out of the offensive line community and it's nah. almost going to this is going to be the new norm it seems like so congrats to your position oh, also falling tough into to watch tough to watch you're congrats offense lineman and getting soft now yeah and skinnier the league whoa slow league. Down. A, lot of, a lot of rule changes trent williams too league is getting soft safer Safer. There it is. It's almost like in the middle of that you forgot what the script was. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you know, it is, it is what it is. I appreciate it. You know, for, for us, obviously, we're, you want to be done playing. You got to walk around and play with your kids and have a long life after. But, you know, when you're in there, when you have that helmet on, 
It's gladiator mentality. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, I do appreciate, though, that Max Crosby probably got a little bit befuddled for that. He took over that game. He's yeah. a guy that is a game record. There's another guy that just came into the league out of Georgia playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. And obviously, during his draft process, a lot happened. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot happened during the draft process. Both physically and mentally tasking on him and I assume a lot of different situations but he got drafted to the right place there are stats now coming out that Jalen Carter okay, of the Philadelphia Eagles has 25 pressures already, 9 more than any other rookie defensive tackle in their first 5 games during the next gen stats era just give him the defensive rookie of the year now, now I do believe we're all on the same page but I don't think those particular stats were something we fully understood, 25 is 9 more than any other rookie uh, defensive lineman's ever had in the history of the NFL. Why has he had so much success so quickly? And how do you stop that particular guy? And what type of career can the, is he at his best already, or is he going to only get better somehow? Listen, we were talking before the show. I during the draft process, I, I compared him to Chris Jones. He's as good as Chris Jones Whoa. right now, right now. At Man. least what he's doing right now. Now, will he hit the rookie wall? Who knows? But what he's doing and their ability and their scheme with the other guys they have on their defensive line. Their ability to get him in one-on-one situations, especially against the center with the mismatch you can have there, it's, it's incredible. He's getting pressures. He's he's disrupting. He's becoming a game wrecker already. So what is he? He's just fast, strong, quick? Oh, 330, fast, strong, quick. He's got it all. And he's got pass rush moves, which a lot of times rookies come in, they don't have that because they're so used to just being able to press people or be able to you know run around guys on the edge. But once you develop moves, then you get pretty good, right? This guy's got it already. Well, in college, unbelievable. he was going against pretty good O-line on Bloody Tuesdays. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, down there in Georgia, yeah. I would say that probably helped. In the SEC, you're talking about his hand moment uh, yeah. movement, though. Yeah, he's like an MMA guy whenever he's in there already. That's something you see Mathis and those guys, even with the gridiron gang. Like you're always working those, hands. and he's just natural. He has a lateral quickness, like AQ said, the explosiveness. He's a finisher too. He's not just getting there; like he finishes when he gets back. He's a dog. It feels like Philadelphia is the right place for him to land as oh, well, because yeah. Sirianni has really brought out the best of him. And also, there's like what 15 <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs there. Yeah. yeah. So he's got a lot of people that he knows, especially with what he was coming through, went through, mm-hmm. how it was all going. Him getting dropped into a familiar your place and a coaching staff that appreciates everything he's about has obviously made him great. Good for the Eagles. They lose Sue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And Dominican Sue was there last year. Yep. Sign Hargrave. Lose Hargrave. Sue. Lose Hargrave. What do you got? Oh, now we got Fletcher Cox and a guy that they're calling a rhino. Yeah. All of a sudden, they just reload. Good for Howie over there. Well, and like the rookie wall, you guys can probably speak on it more, but I assume it's because, you know, that happens to players because they use them, they overwork them. Like with the Eagles, the, their defensive line rotation is so good that it's hard to imagine he hits a rookie wall like everyone else does just because they don't need him for, you know, every single down. He can come in and do what he's been doing, just wrecking every single game. Let's talk about game records on the defensive side. You know, Micah Parsons responded to George Kittle with the T-shirt that George Kittle had underneath his pads on Sunday Night Football. Obviously, we asked George Kittle about it. At first, he said, yeah, it was just on my loop. Didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Then he said he was paying homage to uh, throwback. Yeah, yeah someone from the 1994 Niners team yeah. that had a similar shirt. And then Micah Parsons answered on Micah Parsons' podcast where Micah said, like, you're making his personal pretty much. My guy, but I'm going to say this. Laugh now, cry later. We got something for that. Just trust. If we see them again, just trust. And we're going to put it just like that. I ain't going to put too much on it. You're going to make it personal. We can make it personal. So then... Right after Micah answers George Kittle, Debo Samuel is on the Up and Adams show with Kay Adams. And this is what Debo Samuel says in response to what Micah said in response to what George Kittle did. I think, uh, you How know, personal it was already- is it? 
it was already personal before the game started. Now, um, 42 to 10, I don't think you like want to see us again. It might be a little bit worse. <laughs> okay. So that is something that normally you'd hear players say, that's ah, fun. It's that Debo's just like, yeah. It was our, what are we talking? We, mm-hmm. we, it's going to get personal. Well, for one side, it felt already personal, which is the Niners. They're the ones that won by 32 points. Maybe the Cowboys should have made this personal going into the <laughs> game, but then the Niners don't back off at all. Nope. Don't say, hey, it's all good. It's like, it might get worse next time. <laughs> I love everything about what's happening right now, and I enjoy the culture that this Niners team has. Yeah, I love the shit talking. Now it's obviously going to be something else surrounding this game if they see each other again, which, you know, we assume they will at some point down the line. But I love it. You know, get on the podcast now do i love getting on the mic talking about after losing 30 about 32 points not so much but parts of the dog i'm sure he'll bounce back mike i had to talk about it it's his podcast it was definitely going to get brought up it was going to be something he yeah. had to chat about I, you're saying he could have said well when you win by 32 you can do whatever you want yeah. and then just move on to the Bum. next one I, hey like you said it's his podcast hey you can do whatever they want i appreciate the shit talk shit we got to talk about something me too yeah. I, I, I am very thankful that mike was like oh okay is that what you want to do now we know and then i like the debo did not back off at all kyle shannon obviously didn't tell the boys like hey with the we just kind of bow. Debo's like, we beat the shit out of you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Killed him. Just shut up. How about that? Next time it'll be even worse. And I truly feel like the Niners feel like they're only going to get better and better at this point somehow. That's what I – why would they – why would they back off? Like, they they could say whatever they want, and there's going to be zero repercussions because they can back up literally anything they say. Like, they could say anything about any game – about a wide receiver, quarterback, running back, about the posing defense, it doesn't matter. We used to talk about this with Bama fans. Whenever Bama was <laughs> yeah. on their run, mm-hmm. it'd be so much fun to be a Bama fan during that run because you could literally talk to anybody at any point and just say, yeah, my team's going to beat your team's ass. And you had a good shot of that taking place. And for decades, you just got to celebrate every single week. And then whenever a loss came, obviously it was devastating, but we'll get you next time for sure, for real. Now the Niners are like that. Their fans can talk shit to anybody. It's what the Patriots fans were able to do for 20-some years. Now the Niners, who have not won a Super Bowl with this team, are seemingly in a position to be able to do the same exact thing. Good for them getting to experience that right now. Yeah, and I love the shit talk back, too. Like It it is awesome that instead of like the cookie cutter answer that we usually get like uh you know probably shouldn't have done it all that nope standing by it think it's awesome and for micah i assume there are a lot of cowboys players are like yeah micah you're one of the top five players like i I gotta go block nick bosa when we play the 49ers so if you keep pissing them off it is gonna be worse because they're not i'm not gonna have a chance that reminds me of an incredible time um we were kicking a field goal and it was the end of a quarter so we had to go to the other end and there was a d tackle for the other team I forget what team. I think it was Baltimore or Minnesota. It feels like there's purple in my brain. Right? I don't okay. remember. Was walking next to me, and he started shit-talking me. Okay, This guy started shit-talking me. Huge dude. Like 360 <laughs> pounds or whatever. So I'm not one. That, like, I look at him. I go, what's that, buddy? And then he starts saying something. So I just go into the Rolodex, and I start firing back nice. at this guy, right? 360, 330, whatever it is. What's he going to do? Fight me in between the quarters? <laughs> no way he's going to do that. So I keep saying stuff. I said some pretty – I mean, I was going for – I was going for murder scene. Headshot. And he was bringing it back. And then all of a sudden, he lines up now, and he's screaming at me through the guard. Okay, through the guard, through the field goal thing. And I'm like, oh, shut up. You know, like uh, talking to him. And then set, boom, kick. Ball goes through. We walk off. Guard comes up to me. Hey, listen, a lot of fun for you, right? Just to be able to say whatever you want. Yeah, I'm the one 
that he had to take. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bingo. So I heard you said some good stuff. Yeah. Obviously got a brattle. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. You won the little chirp session, but I'm the one who almost got my knee blown out <laughs> because I'm the human. So maybe next time, let's not. I'm like, ooh, my bad completely. <laughs> yeah. That's a situation happening here potentially with Micah, with Kittle, with the Cowboys, with the Niners. Because if they had 11 Micah Parsons on the Dallas team, which feels like what the Niners do. Pretty good. Bingo. Yeah. That's like what yeah. the, it feels like that's what the Niners have. It would be a different story. What do we think the top is for the Dallas Cowboys this year? I've become, Ooh. you said you think they're going to meet later. That would mean they're getting to the playoffs. I think they get to the playoffs. Okay. So that's what you think. That's good. I think they make it to the playoffs. AQ Shipley, you think the Dallas Cowboys make it to the playoffs? I do not. Ooh, Why? Really? You think they stink. Who else? I think they've lost. Uh, a very good football player in Diggs, and I think that changes the outcome on defense. And I think you're starting to see what can happen, right? Like the the Niners, they do it to a lot of teams, right? They put the, they put the blueprint out, and if you can attack the edges and kind of hit them where they're soft a little bit there, and then on offense, every time Dak's in this game, everybody, everybody, every news media, every pundit, let's see what Dak does on the big game. Does he ever deliver? Jets, he did. Jets was a big game. Jets, yeah, Jets. Was. Tampa, Tampa. Jets, he, he, 32 completions, two Ooh. touchdowns, mm-hmm. no interception. Do we have the yep. schedule? If, we get, if, if I go look at this, I think they make it to the playoffs. So it's seven. It's going to be seven in. I think they'll be – I don't think they win a division. Obviously, Eagles take the division. But they get in, and then I guess going to do what Dallas <laughs> they're, does. They're currently – like if the season were to end today, which is stupid to say, even say, but they are currently in the seventh seed. I, mean, I appreciate you saying it's stupid to say, and then you said it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love yeah, it. For, preface. For talking like, point, you, they when, are currently sitting in the seventh seed. you look right at the teams below them, it's like – Go ahead, I, roll it, run them off. Sure. Uh, eight is the Saints, Packers, Rams, Commanders, Bears. Rams. Rams, yeah. Better Rams, team. maybe. With Cup back. Packers, maybe, huh, mm-hmm. Ty? Well, maybe. I mean, at this point, though, it is kind of like any of the teams that are kind of on the fringe there, seven seed in the playoffs, it's like, do you really want to go and then either have to play the Eagles or the Niners, and you're probably going to get beat by four touchdowns, five touchdowns? I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with the Packers. I think it's a little bit different with the Cowboys, but if they're if they're in that position where they have to go play the Niners, potentially, if they don't get a bye in the first round, like, that ain't that ain't gonna be good for them. Congrats to the Niners not making the Super Bowl in the last what four years? Yeah, five four years. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Four years and still being the team that everybody's like, you have to beat the Niners at some point. <laughs> yeah, you have to beat the Niners at some point. You're gonna have to beat the Niners at some point. And what do the Eagles do? Uh, they just continue to win. Under the ring. <laughs> win, undefeated. win, win, undefeated. Do what you got to do. The NFC seems to have its two top dogs. The AFC though. Seemingly open. Mm, yeah. Now, I know the Miami Dolphins are up there at the top. I think the Buffalo Beals in London is going to be, you know, an outlier. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we will hope that that's the case, and they'll be completely back. You think about what Baltimore just had happen to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You think about the AFC side with the Chiefs and mm-hmm. what they're able to accomplish. Bangles. We have no clue what the AFC side's going to do. But what I do know is that Tom Brady said he saw Bill Belichick and it's the same Bill Belichick. And although New England might be turning his back on Bill Belichick, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, you are not. New England fans have basically said, all right, Bill, we are moving on. This is what Tom Brady had to say about Bill Belichick on his Let's Go podcast hosted by... Jim Gray. Who asks incredible sponsored questions. Yes, he does. And it sounds like... 
Well, Tom, you know, I don't know if uh, you've had lunch yet today, but if you haven't, uh, Golden Corral's Buffet is actually only ten ninety nine this week. So, you know, maybe you throw for 1,099 yards uh, next week if you go to Golden Corral this week for ten ninety nine. And also, Tom, what are your thoughts on... And what, now what do you think about uh, Bill Belichick? This and week? this is what Tom Brady had to say. He's still the same coach. He's doing the same things. He's still coaching the same way. So how do you think he's dealing with this mentally? How do you think that he is handling this? Tom looks good. Everything that he's about is the exact best version. I think the results are are different from what they've been from, but I know that he's still got the same, you know, work ethic. He's got the same coaching style, and you know, I think the thing that I think. as I watch not only the Patriots, but a lot of other things, football's a hard sport. You know, it was very different when I was in there because I could control a lot of the outcome. You know, when I'm sitting here watching from afar, you know, I realize, God, there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of things Man, that hard need to, to go right in order <laughs> to have really team success. And I was a part of a lot of those teams. And, you know, I didn't take any of those things for granted. I needed a great defense. I needed a great kicker. Vinny. Obviously, oh. I needed a great coach. I needed great receivers and a great O-line. If I was going to be successful as a player, I needed all those things. And I was fortunate to have a lot of those things over a long period of time. The teams that lose, they're putting a lot into it. The teams that win, they're putting a lot into it. It's a relentless sport, you know, and there's nothing is given to you. It's all hard. Losing is hard. Winning is hard. You know, to, to be in it year in and year out is hard. Uh, to lose and have a horrible season is very hard. That's from Let's Go on Sirius XM, the Mad Dog Sports Radio channel, I do believe, more specifically. But I appreciate the fact that Tom's like, now that I'm watching these games, wow, it takes a lot. Yeah. I mean, you got some guys really good in some places, and then their coaches are just putting them in terrible positions. Then you see some teams it's good, and then the offensive line is horrendous. Then you get a team that's in a situation, they miss a kick. I never happened to me. I remember the ball always going through the uprights. I remember always being in a, put in a position to succeed. I remember my offensive line always making things happen. When the defense needs to get a stop, even on the goal line, when Russell Wilson is under center and Marshawn Lynch has been down, they need to make it happen. It's like I feel like Tom is getting a chance now to look back on how fortunate and how lucky he was for that dynastic run. Do you agree whenever you hear him talk about that? 100%. He's right. I mean, the good teams and the worst team, they put in the same amount of effort, the same amount of work. You've been on bad teams. You've been on good teams. What's the difference? It isn't very much. It's this much. And that's what people don't realize. And obviously, he's having the chance to see that now as a fan. He understood it as he was going through it as a player, but I think now he's. I don't think he understood it. I think he just maybe hey, not. You're right. I do this. Yeah. I show up. Yeah. We win for sure. I, I do <laughs> just this. Expected. I show up. We win. Yeah, variable. I do my job. We show up. We win. Now he's watching these games. Like, why don't they just? What, what, why aren't they winning? <laughs> just win. Yeah. He owns the Raiders now. Great. He owns the Raiders now, and obviously they get a big time win over the Packers. But I, I can't wait for him to watch the Raiders and just be. Why aren't these guys just winning? Like, <laughs> what? What, what is going on? We for twenty years we were able to just. You do this. You do that. Then you win. Now, Bill Belichick was certainly a part of that, where he's talking about his work ethic and how much he's in it. I think a lot of people around Bill are potentially hoping that Bill will experience what Tom has experienced. Like, hey, Bill, why don't you step away from the game a little bit, get a little different perspective on it, and go like, oh, I did, I beat the game. I yes. did really good. There's nothing more for me to do. Although I feel like Bill thinks he's got to build one more championship team. He was asked about the quarterback situation in his press conference, and we are in prime Time, Bill Belichick press conference season. Here's what he had to say about the change of quarterback. Mac Jones be starting. Yeah, we're not making any changes. 
were you able to accomplish yesterday? Work on some of the things we think will help us in the game. Help us play better football. What were you able to accomplish? You know, we worked on some things I think will make us better play football. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Uh, why Mac Jones? Just literally just answered it. Okay, didn't I? I'm not doing a song and dance the entire time. As a Patriots fan, you hear Mac starting again. What is your thoughts? Love it, but I want to go 1-16. Uh, so I'm glad we're not making changes because we are on the road to a top three pick. Let's stay on that road. Let's stay the course. Uh, to your point, I do think that both of them, Brady and Belichick, probably will look back and not really understand how they did it. I, I don't know if they I think so, know. too. I think they will think to themselves. Yeah, they'll probably drink. What does Tom drink? Like some tequila. avocado? Oh, he drinks tequila. He's a tequila guy. I, just from the boat parade. That, that's what he said. He was So always, when he's winning Super Bowls, he'll drink tequila. Right. We assume. I don't know if you saw. seems like his face is settled in. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Look, looks great. He does. He looks right. phenomenal. Glowing. That was not Bill. Not Bill that's no. Bill. He Belichick. also looks phenom yeah, phenomenal. I don't know. Bill that seems to really. Football oh, seems yeah. to be yeah. really wearing. Well, Tom looks phenomenal. Yeah. I just. There was a couple weeks ago where people were starting to say some things about how Tom looked and everything like <laughs> yep. that. Would like to let Tom know as of October 11th when he. You look incredible, Tom. It's great. Boy, you look Tom. really, really good, Tom. Congrats. But do you think there's going to come a time where he's having his little avocado juice that he just squeezed into a cup and Bill Belichick's probably drinking, I don't know, a whole bottle of whiskey by the time he's done with this mm -hmm. entire thing? And they start chit-chatting about how lucky they've been, how fortunate they were, the different wins that kind of came out of nowhere. How about when Vinatieri made that 40-yarder in the middle of a blizzard where physics yep. tells us still they have no idea how it made it? It's like that type of thing I hope they have a chance to really look back and reminisce on. But right now, Bill Belichick's in the middle of still trying to create that thing yeah. again will they be ever ever be able to do something like that in new england either? yeah once bill hangs it up obviously but no well yeah once once he hang it wow. up like you said once he's out of the thick of it but like tom talked about like all when he's from the outside looking in you forget about you know all the different variables and we, we obviously talk about sports every day everyone does but like it's humans in there like you talk about it in the trenches aaron talks about it from the quarterback position you talk about the teams i talk about it from the secondary like you can call whatever you can put that work in but everybody got to go out there and execute every play and that you know two to four seconds is gonna make the difference every game and it's tough but when you have a guy like tom who can control so much you can control the protectors you control where i throw to the coverages how you practice, you know, what's the, the culture in the locker room, guys showing up late, not showing up late, like all those different things, and it becomes habit. So uh, they'll appreciate it when it's all. Do you think Bill will be able to build one up again? Not in New England. Because I don't think they'll ever lose enough to get another quarterback. Like, so, they got lucky with Tom. This is like a Pittsburgh Steelers situation as well. Now, granted, obviously, Pittsburgh Steelers didn't have the dynasty that the New England Patriots had for two decades. Mm -hmm. And everybody that was in the league, I think, was so baffled how these guys have continued to just win games and how they continue to get lucky when it came to health yes. and injury. Yep. You know, like, the, people get hurt on every team. But whenever key positions get hurt, then it's like season completely off the rails. We had it this year, but then we lost – said guy here, and we had no chance. For some reason, the Patriots were able to just kind of withstand that for two decades. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs, I guess, are doing the same damn thing. How many straight consecutive hosted AFC Championship games or something like that? Every five, single right? year. Yeah, every it's like single five year straight since, AFC yeah. Championship hosting it. Since Mahomes has started. The first and, one he hosted was the last one with Brady in the past. And they've won two Super Bowls, and they've had a battle with injuries with Patrick and Travis, yeah. and they've had lost players. They lose the best wide receiver in all of football. We're in the middle of kind of watching it happen here in Kansas City. So I guess it is possible again. But if you're just meddling at like 13, 14 draft pick, it's going to be hard to get, I guess, the weapon changer that you're going to need to change the entire program. Bingo. And that's why I want to be terrible. And like Debo just Would said, you go through another 12 weeks Absolutely. of your team just being absolutely garbage? With, without 
question. I would I, without question. I would lose thirty-four to nothing every single Sunday for the rest of the year if that meant we got Drake May come April because that is the only way to be in it. Like we're talking about teams who are in it. Brady and Mahomes are the two dynasties. They're two of the best quarterbacks ever play. Like you can't go with a guy who isn't not just good, like exceptional. Like look at Josh Allen, Lamar, Burrow, Mahomes. That's just one. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. Rock Purdy. Hurts, right? Purdy on the other side. But even just to get to a conference championship. Oh, AFC, game, you're saying. Yeah. yeah, it's like you have to beat all these guys. And like I like Mac Jones. Three weeks ago, I was a Mac Jones believer, and I still think he could be good. But if you were to, I don't think he'll ever be a Josh Allen or a Mahomes or one of those guys who is at the top of what the What did league. Dan Orlovsky say about Mac Jones? He said <laughs> if, if you put him in San Francisco right yeah. now, he is Brock Purdy. He play, no, he I didn't know. say he I said, said maybe he might might like He's that. like Purdy. Yeah. And why are you putting words in my mouth? <laughs> well, he said he'd play like him. Brock Purdy is currently you know, the odds-on favorite to win the MVP in a lot of places. So if he were to play like him, he would be the MVP favorite right now. But now I think what Dan was trying to say is – Bill O'Brien is not Kyle Shanahan, and the weapons that the Patriots have are not what the Niners have. Sure. So he was trying to point out that what Mac Jones is going through is vastly different than what Brock Purdy's going through. If you give Mac Jones the setup that Brock Purdy has, he'd be playing like that, is what he said. <laughs> right. So then he calls us. He goes, why you put words in my mouth? He was like, what did you say? He said, I said he'd be playing like that. Like <laughs> That is. Are you saying he's playing like <laughs> no? MVP I never said he's better than Brock. I just said he'd be playing like, like that. that. I'm like Dan. I don't know if you're making your case better or worse right now. But the decision making that Brock Purdy does is his best trait. I think now, obviously, having the weapons that can get open and having Shanahan do his thing is obviously a weapon. But Brock Purdy is like this. He's not getting paid anything, so the salary cap can do whatever they can do. And then decision-making, I think, is the most impressive part of AQ Shipley. I think it's the anticipation. I think that's the one thing that you see from him is he knows where the ball is supposed to go pre-snap. So he can just sit there, smooth, get back to his drop, put the ball in a spot and let those guys go get it. The scheme helps, obviously, oh, right? Yeah. Like, they can stick with the run game. He's never. How come everybody situation. doesn't just do that scheme? Because you have to have it. And that's the other thing we got to talk about with Just Bill. do that skin. <laughs> Just do that. And Just do what the Niners are doing. And that's the other thing, right? Like, we talk about this. So whenever I, whenever I played and you're in a pass-happy offense, right, you spend the majority of your time working on pass plays and pass protection and all this stuff. They spend 90% of their practice working that zone scheme, and that is the only way you can get good at it. And you have to do it physical like physical practices in season, which a lot of teams don't want to commit to, right? Mm -hmm. So they have to buy in completely to that whole thing. They do it. It continues to work. And they got a quarterback now that's dealing. Light yeah. it up. Mm -hmm. Light I, it up. And I, he, he. Practice too. That's a, I mean, that's a good point. That's a big part of the, the whole dynasty thing too. We heard about Andy Reid, how he runs practices and training camps. And the belly, like those Patriot practices were hard too. Obviously when Brady's there, we condition after every practice. Hell yeah. Man, it's. Man, it, uh, every you can't everybody can't run that scheme. You heard George uh, Kittle when he came on and talked about him being in it seven years, and having great job by John Lynch as well, finding those type of players that can handle all those moving parts, all those different plays. Hey, Kyle Shanahan, you're in putting you're putting in seven eight plays that we haven't even ran. He said on Saturday and Sunday, it, yeah, yeah like, everybody can't do that. Everybody likes it's certain teams or you playing with, a lot of young quarterbacks are playing. You can't do that with young quarterbacks, so it's a lot that goes goes into that shit. Man. Brock Purdy, very young, able to handle it all, which is another part of the whole mm -hmm. like that thing yeah. that you know <laughs> Dan Orlovsky said, where it's like, come on, Dano. Although we appreciate Dano, you know who would kind of, I mean, just thinking about it now, maybe not Mac. Feels like Gardner Minshew. 
would almost be unbelievable in the 49ers scheme as oh, well. We're not trying to get Gardner anywhere but the Indianapolis Colts. That's true. Hey, we need him for the next four to eight weeks. But, and honestly, yeah. I think there's a chance he goes undefeated the next eight weeks. Then Certainly what? Certainly possible. Uh, you start you start Minshew in the playoffs, or do you go back to A.O.? Oh, yeah. If he goes uh, eight, no? Yeah. We're going Minshew mania, pal. Yeah, we're yeah. running wild right, all over yeah. everything. For he, sure. He's putting balls, right? Oh, yeah. Huh. Right. Right. That's what Gardner Minshew's doing. Yeah. Everybody needs to know that. We watched it live. It makes no sense because he's he's not that large. Kind of a little fellow. Physical stature. So he goes into that huddle. He kind of disappears in there. And then all of a sudden, they walk out, and you just see the moxie just radiating from Mm -hmm. within. It's like the the football gods cast sun down on (laughs) his beautiful frame and his mullet and his hair going out. And he just is in complete control, has zero worries at all. And then he'll have somebody in his face, can't see it, and he bends a football around a guy right there. I love this Minshew mania. So good. And it feels like if the first five games is any indicator – in Anthony Richardson's career, mm. we are going to have to be paying for a pretty good backup oh, quarterback yeah. for the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep Minshew in Indianapolis He's for the next 10 years or so. Well, Jim Sorge was a great film guy, homework guy, yeah. comes out there, does his thing. Also good at cards. Mm-hmm. I believe he was a pretty good fisherman, I don't solid golfer. Good boozer. What? Love Jim Sorgi. But I don't know if he has what Gardner Minshew has. And remember, Gardner Minshew's been yearning for this moment since when he was in Jacksonville and he was selling out that stadium, yeah. taking the place over, and then, boom, full rebuild, get the hell out of here. Let's pivot away from the NFL, although there's plenty of stories to chat about. Let's pivot away from the NHL, okay, because the Pittsburgh Penguins suck again. Oh. <laughs> Game one of 82. A lot of hockey left. A lot of hockey left. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they're not fresh now and they're getting, they can't close out <laughs> games game one, I don't know how they're going to be 81 at the age of 50. That you got next got. year, don't worry. Oh, uh, Chicago, not. shut up. You guys got the next 15 years with this Connor Bedard guy. He's awesome. So yeah. sick. Leaves the locker room without his stick. Yep. Mm-hmm. They got a camera just falling around. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Oh, <laughs> Need a stick? Where's it at, boys? And then how about whenever he, when he goes up for the puck drop and the ref – goes, all right, boys, this is the actual opening puck drop of Connor Bedard's career against uh, Sidney Crosby and the Penguins last night. The ref, Scott, what's his name? Scott something is the one talking here. Hey, Sid, welcome back for another season. Connor, welcome to the NHL, man. Okay, guys, it's showtime. All right. Have a great game. It's on. Kelly Sutherland, I believe, is his name. Uh, that was a great way to start. I love the way hockey refs kind of interact, uh-huh. but it is difficult to know that the Penguins probably not going to be in Stanley Cup hunt, which sucks. Well, just the face off. Clean win by Sid there. Yeah, clean, clean win. win. Yeah, I think he'd beat Connor every single time. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah that, that was a, still got it. That was an alpha moment here. Yeah. Hey, I'm 35. You are not. Just try to take. I am taking there, the puck <laughs> away from your face. I guess Connor Bedard didn't win any of the faceoffs last night. Uh, Sydney, as a rookie, did not either. That's a strength thing. I think mm-hmm. that's potentially happening. I'm sure he'll figure it out. But what an electrifying start to the NHL. Let's pivot away from the NHL, away from the NFL. Let's go to college ball, uh-huh. ladies yeah. and gentlemen. The college football season has been electrifying. And this year, there's been one piece added that everybody has said that it's absolutely lifted everything around it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this week's generals. Top five college football program. General Bob Carpenter is here. General, how you doing, pal? I'm doing great, man. I was just enjoying some of that NHL talk, little NFL talk. I mean, clock management, figuring things out. And you know why Gardner Minshew is so great? 
I mean, Pat, he's got the best collection of jorts you're going to find anywhere in America. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I feel pretty good about my jorts collection, but you're right. I do I do believe he and I have had conversations about what's covering our thighs. And then, last time I talked to him at training camp, he just loves ball, dude. Like, just all, all things football, loves it. And he also has this perspective that, like, don't know when the last snap's coming. So, like, trying to make the most of everything. Perfect guy for the situation right now in Indianapolis, Bob. Perfect guy. Uh, absolutely. My, my buddy Schlegs was down with him in, ja in uh, Jacksonville. He goes, man, he's, like you said, he loves ball. All his teammates love him, and he plays like he's got nothing to lose because once you've been benched a couple of times and everybody thinks you're no good in a backup, well, what are they going to do? Send you back to being a backup again? You're the only option they have anymore. And also, he was not scared to live in like a rattled RV. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He wears shorts. <laughs> I don't think he spends a lot of money. He's just this like no. hippie character. It's like, you fire me. Who, who cares? Whatever. But he's out there slinging it for us. Let's talk about college football, though. Let's dive into your top five. Any big changes that we need to expect, or let's just dive right in here? Coach, we got some changes. Whoa! We got a little mix-up. This is what it season is. Everybody's finally getting their conference slates, and you were just down at Red River this week, so I know you witnessed a great one. Uh, starting off at number five, we've got OU. That's the Oregon Ducks, oh. Oregon University of Oregon here. And so that's a nice little deal for them. They're coming in. They're coming off a bye. They've got a huge one this week, Pat, out in Seattle, Washington, taking on the Washington Huskies. I've said this. For the last couple of weeks, I think Oregon is the best team in the Pac-12. They, they can run the football. They have 230 yards on the ground. But plus, man, their defense is stingy. They're better on defense than I think a lot of people believe. So I've got them at number five. Okay, so taking on Penix uh, in that Huskies offense where three wide receivers averaging over 100 yards per game when they're playing. Not everybody's playing every single game because of injuries and everything like that. You think Oregon's defense is going to be able to handle the explosive uh, offense of Washington? I think they'll be able to slow them down enough. And, and the key thing for Oregon is when you look at them, they can run the football and they've got a good defense. So they don't have to race them to 70. I mean, teams that are good can play different ways. Now, I don't know if you need more personalities than Billy Milligan, but you have to be able to run it sometimes. You've got to be able to throw it. You've got to be able to do some different things. I know you like that drop right there. Yeah, it's solid, yeah. Monsters inside. You're going to watch that. He's from my hometown of Lancaster, Ohio. Okay, but they can win in a multitude of ways, which is what I like. Okay, so number five, you go to Oregon. We'll be out there for game day in Seattle. Four and a half hour flight. Can't wait to get out there. Oh, damn. I've heard that people in Washington really enjoy me as a human, too. Sure. So I'm excited to take the long haul out there and do our thing. That's a big one for the Pac-12 in your last year of being the Pac-12. Who's the number four, General? All right, number four, a team that you just watched in Dallas, Texas. I thought Texas was one of the best teams in the country when they went down there into the fairgrounds and took care of business. I have the Oklahoma Sooners Ooh, taking wow. care of it. Hey, they jumped up there. Dylan Gabriel's a one-man show with what he was able to do through the air and then making big plays on the ground. You don't expect them to rush for 100 yards plus every game. But the real key to me, that Oklahoma defense last year, Pat, was bad. And Brent Venables, people are talking about him. If they don't get it cleaned up this year, they're in trouble. 
And look at what he's done, man. He went in on the biggest stage game day in front of God and everybody in the state of Texas and oh, yeah. got it done. And, man, you got to tip your cap, and I've got them at four. We got Stutzman joining us actually at 2.15 mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time. Stutzman, the linebacker who got the upside-down horns tattooed on his thigh, was also the one that gave the pregame motivational speech. Also the leading tackler, I think, in uh, the Big, Big 12. 12. Yeah. And also the guy that was in on every single play as we watch live. Can't wait to chat with him. Congrats, Oklahoma. I thought Texas was going to be too big, too strong, too fast for them. This felt like the year the Texas team was built to go on a run. And to do that, you got to be big in the right places. D-line, O-line, got to have explosive playmakers outside and a quarterback that can do his thing, let alone a running back, which they certainly have. But Oklahoma, size for size, matched up with them. Speed-wise, matched up with them. Gritty, technique. Dylan Gabriel never blinked. It was fun to watch that Oklahoma team. And I think a lot of us didn't know what the Oklahoma team was. Nope. We apologize because we were just assuming Texas, they get that Alabama win. Mm-hmm. They've kind of proven themselves already. Oklahoma, they still have last year's kind of stink on them for what happened last year in Venable's first year. Massive win. I'm happy you showed them a little respect on your top five because I enjoyed watching them play football. There were some dogs, dude, some dogs on that team. Oh. They got players, man. And like you said, Pat, they got smoked and embarrassed last year. And I think now what's setting up, we might have a collision course with Texas and OU, the rematch. And so we'll see how that shakes out. But both of these teams should win out. And if that's the case, they'll be playing for a Big 12 championship. College football playoff right. spot on the line there, yeah, probably. Yeah, for at sure. the end of the season. Oh. Yeah, that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. Who do you got at three, Absolutely. General? All right, number three, we've got the Georgia Bulldogs. They slid down a spot this week. Nothing down a spot. They played their best football. They did play really good football, but another there's a couple other teams that played some really good ball too. But Georgia Carson Beck's hitting his stride. He's been playing really, really well. Their defense finally stepped up. This was the first complete game that I saw Georgia put together. And here's the thing, man. There is a lot of mess at the top of college football right now. So trying to parcel this out, man, is incredibly difficult. That's the first time I've seen that Georgia run defense look like they did, you know, last year and probably the year before. So I feel better about where they're at. They got Vandy this week. And the problem is like, I don't know, even against Tennessee, if we're going to really figure out what this Georgia Bulldog Bulldog team looks like. I feel like the Georgia Bulldogs team feel like they figured out who they are this past weekend. And the Kentucky run game was their whole thing. Ray Davis had like 200 and some yards, 189 after contact the week before. So we are excited to see if this Georgia defense is going to be the Georgia defensive pass. They show up. And Carson Beck, he's he's like, what, 6'6"? Huge. Huge. Dealing. I mean, he is absolutely dealing. Brock Bowers is still Brock Bowers. Tone Diggs, I believe, is looking at some stats right now at Georgia or no? Yeah, I was just looking at like the last three games. He's been... Beck has been unbelievable, and it's because he's decided, hey, let's just throw the ball to Brock Bowers because he's the best tight end potentially in the last decade. Smart, smart play. We don't mind it. Uh, I like the fact that you slid Georgia down because they're going to hear this and be like, oh, is that right? Okay, Back to back national champions. Yeah. Just played our best game of the season. Mm-hmm. People are saying Georgia's back. General's like, not so fast, <laughs> my friends. Who's the number two, Bob? All right, number two, it's just because they have been incredibly impressive as well. Their schedule hasn't been a ton to write home about either. But I got to give credit to the Michigan Wolverines and what they've been able to do. Since Jim Harbaugh has been back, man, they've been able to pound the rock. And what is really impressive is J.J. McCarthy, if he doesn't throw interceptions, he's got the athleticism, he can buy time, and I think that they've been playing as good a football as anybody. Now, their schedule hasn't been crazy tough, 
But if you look at what they've done, they've been competing, and I believe they've covered the number in every single game this year. Blake Corum's still Blake Corum, too, I do believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Touchdown-wise, he is. Touchdown-wise, is, yes. Yeah, so Blake Corum's back. They run the ball. Harbaugh's got the boys buzzing. Michigan at two. That's one Big Ten school. I assume there's going to be another that's about to pop in here at one, Bob? Well, Coach, I mean, they, they've had one of the biggest wins of the week. They were taking on the top-ranked, one of the top-ranked offenses in the Big Ten, one of the top in the country. His brother is uh, quarterbacking the highest-flying offense in the NFL. That's the Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, taking down the Maryland Terrapins, man. They were averaging 350 <laughs> yards through the air. I give that defense a lot of credit. The offense was slow at first. And this is what they have that I think they probably haven't had the last couple of years, man. Their defense is able to step up and get stops when they need to and make those big plays that maybe they hadn't been making before. Is Oppenheimer still a linebacker for Ohio State? <laughs> Eichenberg, you mean? There yes. it is. Boom. Yep. There it is. He's the A-ball, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That guy That's is right. the absolute. Eichenberg still over there? The boy's still flying around? They're flying around, dude. They're they're making some plays. They need to get a little clean the, the linebackers up a little bit, oh. but I got my boy He's on the case. James Laronitis is on the case. You can ask AJ about him. He's doing his best Luke Fickle impersonation. So he's going to have those guys cleaned up and ready to go here in a couple weeks against Penn State. Now, General, I don't know if you heard this or not, but Maryland's opponents going into this game, I think we're like 3-50 and 50 or something against Power 5 schools. So everybody was making this to be a big game because this was Maryland doing Maryland stuff, and Talia Tongavaloa is the guy. Here we go. And then they run into the buzzsaw that is Ohio State. I think Ohio State people wanted people to not hear that what Maryland had played against was not that great. But even though Maryland had not had great opponents, you still saw something out of that game that makes you believe Ohio State has what it takes to go on and win this whole thing this year? I think Maryland is the fourth best team in the Big Ten, and they'll—I don't know if they can beat Whoa. Michigan or Penn State, Channel. but they'll be able to give them both a run. They're going to challenge. Them. They can score the football, and, and the biggest thing is this is the best they've been defensively, especially up front, in quite some time. So I know they haven't played anybody yet, and that's part of the problem. Six weeks in, there's still teams are trying to figure out who they are. But that Maryland team, this is pretty good. They're pretty good, and this is Michael Oxley's best squad. AQ, I saw you getting all upset over there about Penn State not being in the top five. You wanted three Big Ten schools in a top five? Absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. It's the best conference in college football right now. There's yeah. one SEC team in the Generals' top five, mm-hmm. a Big 12 team, a Pac-12 team, and two Big Ten teams. That is the state of college football in 2023, though, which is why this season has been so much more electrifying than maybe seasons past. Everybody feels like they got a shot. Everybody feels like they got a chance. Does Penn State have one, you think, Bob? Does Penn State have one? Oh, coach. They're, they're a really good team, and in two weeks, we're going to find out. I mean, the best thing Ohio State's got going for them is the fact that Fox does the big noons, so Penn State can't have the whiteouts against them in Michigan anymore, and they have Penn State at home. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. You can ask AQ. you got to go there sometime, Pat. If you ever play a night game in Happy Valley in a big moment, Special. man, you can't hear yourself talk from me to my computer screen. you got no space at all. He does that in his living room. Yep. He does. At his house. Oh. When he's oh, yeah. watching, he does that at his his wife oh. actually records him going. You gotta watch sometimes. You look at that upper deck hat when they're doing that. That thing is swaying about four or five feet up in the air. I'm sitting there looking at it thinking, I pray that this thing doesn't collapse. It is an electric and rockets environment. So when they get the little 
little songs going, dude. It is crazy. And, You've seen it. He's and they're a cult, too. They're blinders on. Oh, yeah. They are all the way in. I don't know if you saw James Franklin's press conference yesterday. He was asked about <laughs> why they're not taking more deep shots. Here's James Franklin interacting with a reporter who's been covering Penn State for how long? At least since I was there. I mean, 20, 15, 20 years. So this is not a high schooler that head coach of Penn State, James Franklin, <laughs> is interacting with or a college student. This is a grown-ass man Jeez. asking a football question to James Franklin. Last question from Zoom, Corey Geiger. Hey, good afternoon, James. Hey, Corey. A follow-up to what uh, you were just asked there about Drew. Is there a balance, though, between, hey, we need you to throw the ball deep no matter – just take a shot. Don't don't overthink it. Take a shot. We need to see it. We're going to call it. And, and we need you to get some confidence in doing this as opposed to even giving – a young quarterback the chance to say, hey, just check it down if, if, if it's not there. I, I don't really understand what you're saying because we would never. Like, I'm like, my skin is curling when you say just drop back and chuck it deep no matter what. Like, like that is like – I don't even know what you're. I don't know what you're saying. It's like you're speaking, like from just Mars. Just send a guy on a post pattern. Take the shot, throw it. No matter your, what. Give your receiver a chance to make a play on a ball, uh, even if he might be covered thirty yards down the field. Maybe you think he'll be open forty-five yards down the field, and, and like Godwin did, or with Jahan or KJ. We you, we've you, we like like I still don't like you're speaking Japanese like. <laughs> Like, we have never done that. Just throw the ball up, and maybe he'll be open, and maybe he'll catch it. Like, my skin is like, like, my, I'm, I'm, like you're making me uncomfortable. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So, okay. yeah, we, we, we would not do that. We would never do that. We've never thought about doing that as a head coach, as an offensive coordinator, as a receivers coach. I coached the receivers. You think? I didn't want them to do that. Um, so no, no, strong, no, like, yeah, no, I'm hoping we can cut this out. So this doesn't even like get out into the universe. You can't, it's live. <laughs> yep. I love college football because how many people are invested uh -huh. and want to see a team succeed and it's their lifeline and generations of everything. I also enjoy the fact that James Franklin just got so obnoxiously uncomfortable. As that question's happening, he's moving his hand, and then he starts hearing where he's alluding to, and it's just... No. Why is this human allowed to speak in my press conference? <laughs> what is he even talking about? Are things good for Penn State? We believe that they're, even if Drew doesn't throw it up into double coverage, uh, the Ohio boy, we think Penn State's still going to be able to go on a run, General? I think so. They're a good team. It'll be really interesting. Can James Franklin win? Thank you. We're about to find out. Hey, Two weeks. Can James Franklin win? Because that was a great press. He won that press conference. That was awesome. Yeah. He won that moment with the Zoom call. And yeah. I know what that guy was alluding to, by the way, because you've heard other coaches say, once a quarter, we need to be throwing it deep just to keep defenses honest. Like, even if it's not there, we need to script in a deep ball, which I think is what he was getting to. Now, James Franklin did not hear that. No, he, he heard something much different. But can James Franklin win the big one? That's the big question, right? That is the big question. I mean, I think he's... I mean, it's like two and twenty now at this point, or something mm -hmm. like that, against top ten teams. So, one and zero against Corey Geiger there. Though. Yeah, yeah, he won that one. <laughs> he won that one. That was awesome. That so was awesome. It's to Penn see. State, Ohio State, went two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. And hey, you even missed it earlier in that presser. He threw like a tacit 
back uh, knife to the back of Michigan talking about buying out of contracts with big non-conference games. Didn't call him out by name, but there's some nice audio of that you're going to want to stumble upon, Pat, because he was on fire yesterday. James Franklin's feeling himself. Let's keep it going. Two weeks from now, they get a big win over Ohio State. Whoa. Oh, and the those mics ready to Woo. go. Any gimmicks we got this week, General, we need to keep an eye on? Coach, I got two gimmicks for you. And I don't normally like to call out, you know, coaches or programs in a negative way. Well, I'm a positive guy, sure. but you know, Pat, especially when you've been in special teams, clock management oh. is number one. Oh. So I've got my flavor flavor. We're gonna put the clock on <laughs> Mario Cristobal, coach. Pat, I know you've been out there on punt team before, and they say do not punt that football until there is one second left on the clock. Do not snap it. You've got to know, you've got to understand, and especially you've got to know when you can just take a knee. Everything that happened after that, Jeez. it's going to be all on you, man. And I, I hurt for those players who lost. Granted, they made some mistakes, but you didn't need to snap it. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, General, that's like elementary stuff. If you get the two minutes left with a first down yeah. and the other team doesn't have a timeout, guess what? Game's over. Yeah. Like That is the goal that every team is trying to get to. Trying to get to two minutes, other team, no timeouts. We need a first down. This thing is over. That's elementary, I feel like. When I came into football, my junior year of high school, feels like that was something in Pittsburgh growing up we knew because we're yeah. NFL town and everything. But that's just like low-hanging fruit of like, What's football information I should know? Boom. Now I'm getting paid millions of dollars to coach and teach football to people. Mm -hmm. Should I know? Yes. Yeah. And then immediately after the game, gotta keep two hands on the ball. It's like, buddy, mm. buddy, that was that was an that was an ineptitude at a level that I don't think any of us could have expected. Especially you said you feel bad for the players. I feel bad for the coaching staffs. Yeah. I feel bad for the the school. They're undefeated. Miami was back. This was, here we go. And it, like, Coach, yeah, go ahead. You're the offensive coordinator, and he signals in and tells you to call a play. Like, oh, play. No. What are we, what are we doing? Here's the call. Victory need. Here's the play. Give me a linebacker to go stand back here and yeah. run back yeah. and tell him to do a backflip if he has to. We're kneeling this thing out. We're getting a dub. You should be putting your players in a position to win. That's the only thing that you should be mattering or thinking about. And obviously, the complete opposite happened. But college football is riddled with those situations. I think if you look around, like if we were to start snooping around at coaches making low football IQ decisions in college, I think we would have a seven-hour show. If I mean, the Mad Hatter back when he was at LSU, it was every week. Every week. It was every single week. Yes. There was some timeout flub. There was some run-the-clock flub. There was some too many men. There was something happening. It's like these dudes are getting paid millions of dollars to be football coaches, and there's some elementary stuff that's happening. Chris Ball will learn, though, right? Sure. From it. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, he actually did it before. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Something he's done before. Anyways, what's the other gimmick there we got, Bob? All right, I got my Kanye West coming home because you love a good homecoming story. We're going with the Louisville Cardinals, Jeff Brom. And unfortunately, took down my guy, Marcus Freeman. But you want to talk about a raucous environment down there in Louisville. They call it, you know, I was looking at some nicknames. You know, they call it the Derby City, the Falls City because of the falls outside of there. Beautiful. Dude, you got Louisville Sluggers, the home of Muhammad Ali. Like, you got to go with the, the Slugger City right there with what they are able Papa to do on Saturday night against Notre Dame. Also That's a, a huge win for a guy going back to his alma mater. Yeah, good for Braum getting this thing rolling. You know, we saw last year TCU, Sonny Dyke's first year. 
-hmm. goes in there. They end up going on a run all the way to the finals. It's like, how the hell did this guy pull this off, put his culture in, get his players in, get his offense in, and get everybody to buy in? Brahm's been able to do that at Louisville in a beautiful fashion. Massive dub over Notre Dame. Huge. And what a Notre Dame moment there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah, a tough. You lose to Ohio State. You don't lose again. Come back. Probably still in the conversation. Yep. Yeah. And then you lose to Louisville on primetime. It's like, it's going to be tough to kind of sneak Notre Dame into anything, although I do believe they have a great team this year. Hey, Bob, you're fantastic at what you do, pal. We appreciate you. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it, Patrick. Have a great show. Ladies and gentlemen, the general, Bob Crowley. Yeah, general! If you don't know by now, I'm talking about Chi-Town. Uh, sad news out of Chi-Town this morning. Yes. Former teammate of ours, former friend of ours, mm -hmm. Sergio Brown, mm -hmm. has been arrested for um, the death of his mother, in which he has been on the run for the last couple weeks with everybody looking for him. They found him in Mexico. He was then deported to San Diego. Now he's being transported back to Illinois. His mother, Myrtle, I met her. I knew her. Yeah. She was a wonderful woman. Sergio and I spent a lot of time together back in the day. I think I speak for everybody that played alongside Sergio and has been friends with Sergio. Over the last couple of years, that has not been a Sergio that we have known. Yeah. We have no idea what he got into, what has happened, but we know it's an incredibly sad situation and we lost a very good lady a very 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 good lady in this whole thing so that's i guess good news that they found him but terrible news that the whole situation's even taking place yeah we'll continue to see how everything unfolds but like you said just a overall super sad situation i was teammates with sergio as a rookie so I met his mom when he first came in and then with teammates with him again here and like you said last couple of years it's been some um things very different with him so um we'll see how it all yeah and i you never want to like this is terrible but like something happened at some point through his journey he was working for google at one point i mean he was like went to miami i think he got his business got degree his MBA. Yep. yeah he got his mba he was working at google and then he was like traveling and like kept in touch a little bit and then over the last couple like something we have no idea. Very sad. Happy to hear he's in custody, though, and so sorry that his mother yeah. obviously got murdered, and they're saying it was him. So, I mean, sad, sad, sad scene, but we shall keep an eye on it all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us now is a man who his knees are a little stiff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But anytime we see him, you forget absolute monster. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jocked. All-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, although on this particular show, he's just a toxic stooge. Yeah. He's one of the greatest athletes to ever exist. College football national champion, Super Bowl champion, current president of Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. AJ, how you doing, pal? I'm doing well. I thought AQ's not allowed to spar. I thought it was strictly he hits the bag and he hits the mitts. What are we doing? Bingo. That You and I are the only ones that are in his community of friends that are telling the truth. He was told by a doctor, don't do anything. And now he's, I saw a video. He said, well, he's trying to take me down. He's up against a wall and they got like four dudes, like a train. 
It's like a train coming through. No. One guy comes bet. in, tries to take him down. Whenever he's done, all right, he walks off. AQ still staring. Beat <laughs> That's up. right. Still Another standing. guy comes in, tries to take him down. Then a 300-pounder comes over, and AQ's just sitting there taking it. Boom. Who's next? Boom. Who's next? Boom. Who's next? By the fourth guy, though, guess what this little skinny weeble wobble got had <laughs> Boom. Up down on his back was scared he's never going to get up nobody's telling him this they're all like happy for him he's chasing his dreams you're going to put yourself in real jeopardy do you ever think about this pal no never not once you should you got a family careful if you ain't living life on the edge you're taking up too much space Oh, Ooh. tell him, tell him That was a good one. We should put that up on a marquee. Yeah, yeah where'd you hear that? If you're not living life on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Yeah. Like that. Wow. That's good. Half over, yeah. half back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're only taking you a paddle. paralyze yourself, it's going to be a lot tougher to live on the oh, edge. Yeah, Relax, take up a lot doctor. more space. No, they have wheel locks. Uh, speaking of doctors, yesterday's conversation with Aaron Rodgers certainly garnered some headlines. Yeah. Really? Uh, a lot of people mm. wanted to talk about a lot of the things. He complimented Jordan Love, obviously. Yeah. He talked uh -huh. about the Packers. He talked about Hackett getting uh, revenge yep. on Sean Payton, how happy he was for that. He set up a debate. Yeah. Set up yeah. A debate. <laughs> but what nobody's talking about is no F-bombs. No F-bombs. Right? None. That's progress. That's right. I don't think anybody has mentioned that. No. And I think that's rude, AJ, because if you remember the Wall Street Journal, the only thing they wrote about was all the F-bombs, F-bombs, F-bombs. Aaron didn't say one F-bomb last night or yesterday on this show, and it was not discussed at all. Other than that, AJ, how do you think yesterday's conversation went with the uh, uh, obvious ripple effects afterwards? Uh, I think it, uh, you know, it went as well as Aaron would have liked it to go. I think he he sets up things for the future that he possibly would entertain him, I guess, and try to instruct people on whatever his beliefs are. But yeah, I mean, he uh, Aaron likes to give his opinion. Obviously, he likes to he feels comfortable on here, so I I like that. I appreciate that he feels comfortable. Just so everybody knows, we understand how dumb it all is. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yesterday, my name was mentioned alongside Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mm -hmm. and Tony Fauci. That's yeah. right. Numerous times yeah. in a lot of different, you know, like high classy hoit toit newspaper magazine mm -hmm. blog things. I don't think this is a real world that we're living in, but I'm sure happy that Aaron Rodgers came in saying, I got an idea. Hmm. I propose a vaccine debate mm -hmm. in 2023. This stopped for a couple years, but then when he already had teams already made, yeah, and now yeah, people did. are trying to get this into a six-man. I don't know if you've seen this. Oh, yeah. There's people that are trying to make this a six-man. Three. Well, I mean, Dr. Joe Rogan, obviously, everybody's sure, saying he needs to get involved. And on the other side, what did what did uh, Aaron call them? Pharmacrats, yep. I believe is what yep. he called them. Yes, yep. You yep. can yeah. find any other farm. There's a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them. That yeah. wanted to sign up. I've seen them all in my mentions. Everybody was willing to step in because they all knew a lot of things. And virologists, I believe, right. were involved in the whole thing. What a wild Tuesday. It felt like we we're back in 2020 again. It Seriously. did. It felt like we we're right back in the middle of also, it. Also, Rand Paul shot his hand up, say, hey, I'd love to get in on this. Okay. Okay, don't leave me out of this. I, I want right. in as well. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. This thing's going to end up being a five-on-five. Five, one is. of those Russian uh, mixed martial arts the where they're running at each other doing the whole thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, our name's going to be associated with that. So I would like to let the world know, yeah, we're not the right place for that. No. AJ was trending after it. AJ Hawkwood? Yeah. 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 It. A lot of people were just saying, like, who is this shovel looking human being who just sits here? You are, this? you are too, you are too, yeah, you, you are too, the you, watcher. You so are too, the watcher. One of the greatest descriptors <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. ever heard of AJ. But our reactions, you know, whenever Aaron's doing his thing, my first reaction is to naturally just laugh because I think it's hilarious. Yeah. 
that I am currently talking to a human who is very okay if this was to come, like if this was to come to fruition, this debate, he would, that's, that'd be a massive that's what he, wants. he would he wants be very, dream. like not a joke, like obviously making it in a joking fashion, but also if we want to do this, let's do it. And I am the doof, doofus douchebag too in a tank top just being like what is this world uh so we appreciate Eric for coming on and certainly enlightening us about everything because it's not also what he says it's the reaction where i learn a lot too oh yeah and there's a lot of people that are not happy with what he was saying yesterday now on flip side boy there's people saying Aaron needs to run for president yeah champion you know, i don't know i don't know if people know that now i don't know how we would feel in that particular case not a politics a sports show and at the end of that it will be Aaron Rodgers, Travis Kelsey, Oklahoma drill. Just yeah. because if we're going to do football, <laughs> yep. we got to do football. That's right. And I can't wait to hear how Travis Kelsey responds this time. I was going to say, has anyone reached out to Travis? Because I'm wait. guessing uh, debating this is not on his highest list of priorities. The amount of times that Travis Kelsey has had to say, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Aaron called you Mr. Pfizer. Okay. Just, and Travis, like, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. If you don't remember, he did not get famously mm-hmm. did not get vaxxed, got COVID. I think the president even called him out. Like the whole world, SNL. pretty much attacked. They said that he's going to kill everybody. So now that you're on there, see how he you're a natural, and then you add in some other stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. and then what's going on? Yeah, you're kind of in a whirlwind right now. And Travis goes, you know, I'm just going to laugh it off. I'll address it one time, mm-hmm. and then we'll move on. And Aaron was like, vaccine war. Oh. Slow down, homie. Oh, okay. You want to have a war? Oh. He doesn't know that Aaron has actually been in this war for a few years. Five-star general. Yeah, he just, yeah, he yeah, is, yeah. he has earned it. Decorated. He just got, Travis just got dropped into it. I was asked if I wanted to do a commercial. Yeah. Uh, I was told it was good. Said sure. <laughs> that was a good thing. Uh, let's pivot away from Mr. Pfizer in a future debate with Anthony Fauci, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Aaron Rodgers and Travis Kelsey. Let's talk to a man who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, already in the ring of honor for the Houston Texans. A man who was on CBS's pregame show this past weekend, and I believe this weekend coming up, and he swore on our program last year. Yes, That's right. Last week. Ladies and gentlemen, J.J. Wyatt. No more swearing. No more swearing. I would like a front seat and some popcorn to that debate. That'd be great. Dude, there was talking about me potentially. I am not the right person to be in there, but I would like to be in the room where it happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would like to see yes. the interactions. If they cut to a commercial break, who's mad at who? You son of a... <laughs> you know, that whole thing. I want to see it all. What a moment that would be. Let's start diving in. What's the shirt today? Every day uh-huh. you come on here, you have an incredible shirt. What's the Wonka bar? What's the Wonka bar, JJ? Nice. Oh, come on. A little Willy Wonka. A little chocolate factory. A little Oompa Loompas. The whole deal. You, 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 come on. Oh, Wonka, how much for a golden goose? Yeah, I know. The lazy-ass grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Dead grandpa Joe. No work yeah, ethic, yeah. Yeah. son of a shit. bitch. Yep. Yeah, who's just profiting off his grandkid. Popped up out of bed. Popped up. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I got to go. Yeah. I could have made it work this entire time and got us some real food. But yeah. instead, we're doing this. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I didn't know that was just for that. Is that a medium right there, pal? That's that You got that it's, as a kid? Uh, that, yeah, so I got a bunch of these shirts. So I was like, oh, I'm going to start wearing them, and they are Far too small. Hold Far on. too small. Hold on, though. Let's see. I think you probably look good. Let's go. You look really jocked whenever you stood up. Oh! Still got it. Still got it. Ah! <laughs> still preparing for a comeback, maybe. Let's talk about the Watts that are in the NFL. Uh, your brother, TJ, is found it. Your brother, TJ, 
is on track for like 27 and yeah. a half sacks or something like that. Already at eight. Had two this past weekend. One of them being a game winner. We have the film. We have the plays that you can kind of talk over. But when you're watching your brother right now, what is the sense of pride that you have knowing that he's seemingly unstoppable on a football field right now? It's pretty incredible, man. It's so much fun to watch. And just knowing how hard he works, knowing how hard it is to play at this level, um, this one right here was the best. Because to end the game on fourth and seven against your division rival with a sack through a double team, go ahead, bring the chipper, mm. have the tackle, no problem, finish it. And then why not just go ahead and just rip your helmet off, scream to the crowd, have the entire city of Pittsburgh in your hand. I mean, what a moment. He's uh he's really doing it. He's gonna break the record, huh? This is it. This is, he's gonna go get it. All he needed was a little incentive from you, I guess. I mean, apparently, that's that's just the thing he needed—just a little Pat McAfee motivation. I don't know if it's us or the five hundred thousand dollars not going to your charity, but definitely yep. going to the Pittsburgh Children's Hospital if he breaks the sack record, or if it's his tag team partner on the other side, Highsmith, yeah. also phenomenal. These two dudes are wrecking games out there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I think you have to give a ton of credit to Alex Highsmith on the other side. I mean, he just got paid this offseason. TJ gets paid a couple years ago. Here's Alex right around the edge, strip sack. TJ picks it up. I feel like we have this clip every single week. Like, I come and I'm talking to Connor. I'm like, wow, what kind of clips do you want? I'm like, well, let's do that Highsmith fumble. TJ picks it up. Like, every single week. I mean, think about this team and the Steelers and where they are right now. Obviously, we all know the offensive struggles. Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, if they don't have those two, what does that record look like this year? Like, it, it is a completely different team, and these two are at the forefront of it. It is a lot of fun to watch as an edge rusher myself and an older brother. Yeah, I would assume it's a great time watching the success that they're having against every single offensive line, every scheme. They're coming to chip him. He splits it. He wins the game. Take the helmet off, 15-yard penalty. Who cares? You know what I mean? You absolutely Whatever. did it. But on the offensive side, they have some real issues over there in Pittsburgh, and I know you're following this closely. Normally... Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. That's a chant everywhere. PNC Park, when the Pirates are playing, that's going to get chanted. Yeah. Whenever you're at PPG Paints Arena and you're taking a piss in the bathroom watching the Pittsburgh Penguins, that's going to get chanted. You go down to Kennywood, you're at the Potato Patch, you're doing your entire thing, that's going to get chanted. It is no longer that chant, though. Nope. It is a completely different chant, J.J. Last night at the Pittsburgh Penguins opener against the Chicago Blackhawks, instead of the here-we-go-Steelers chant, this is now the chant that is being rang around Pittsburgh. How does T.J., Highsmith, and the boys on the defense Keep that all out while the entire city of Pittsburgh is calling for the offense to look vastly different. If you were in that situation, how would you handle that whole thing, JJ? Well, first, I wasn't going to bring up the Pens game. I know you're a Pens fan, so I didn't want to bring up the game last night. I was tuned into it. Uh, second, I'd love to look into the mindset of the guys on the ice hearing somebody chant Fire Canada when they have, they have no idea what that is. I'm from Canada. Sure they were like, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. Yeah, we had fires up there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey. Oh. Somebody had to tell a couple of the Russians. Then, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, are they talking about where Bedard from Canada? No, no. Offense coordinator Steelers. Oh, oh. that guy's hated. Mm. Everybody couldn't imagine the surprise. I mean, it's just gotten to a point up there where it's pretty wild. And it's crazy that obviously even after a win against your division rival, going into a bye week, top of the division, 
you still have that going on in this city. And I think that just speaks to the frustration of everybody there with the offense. So you ask, what would I do in that locker room? I mean, as a defensive player, you do what you can to go out there and win games. And that's truthfully what they've done. Highsmith has a pick six. TJ has a touchdown. You go get strip sacks. You go do anything humanly possible. You have Joey Porter Jr. get an interception in the end zone. You know, anything you can possibly do to go out there and win that game. And then you just hope they find their rhythm at some point. But, I mean, the last the, – the plate of pickings was awesome. I mean, that's obviously what you're looking for. You're hoping for more of that, and you're hoping for some of those big plays to hit. But right now all you can do is just go out there and play damn good defense. Go ahead, AJ. JJ, if you're on a team, say, where your defense is outperforming the offense, and you look around the league, it, it's happening at so, certain places. I know Jay Alexander was not throwing any shade at his offense, but just saying defensively it's our job to, to score points and to stop him. Obviously, we have a young offense trying to get in the group. How do you find a way, I guess, if you're a defense as a whole, to not resent an offense like that if it's week after week and you feel like they're not consistently scoring? How do you kind of keep the team together? Yeah, you know, I was kind of having this conversation last week because after the Houston game, the Steelers obviously were having – but they both both sides of the ball were not good. So that's almost better because then neither side can be resentful of the other. It's kind of, hey, we all got to figure it out. When it's very clearly one side week after week after week, uh, it does get difficult. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, there's nothing you can do. It's you, You're a professional. You go out there, you hey, do Hey, some job. teams have Honestly, quit. JJ, we've seen it before where well, some yeah. defenses have, like, quit. I think Chicago Bears, yeah, Bears. Yes. a couple years back. It was, like, week 11, week 12. You, you just saw, like, an absolute, like, fed up. There's, mm-hmm. like, nothing we do matters almost, you know? That's almost human nature. Yeah. It's got to... Got to not do that. But honestly, one of one of the things you can do, they're on their bye week this week. It is the perfect time for self-scout. You have your defensive guys, you have your defensive coaches watch that offensive film, and you say, hey, what are our weaknesses? Where can we get better? Are we tipping plays? Are there plays that we're leaving on the table? What gaps are weak that we should be attacking? This is that time during this week that those defensive coaches have a chance to actually go and watch that offensive tape and give – some of that feedback to the offensive guys, whereas the rest of the year you don't have time to do that. So if there's big things that are going to happen, if there's scheme changes, whatever it may be, this is the week to do it with the bye week. Uh, seven and two after the bye last year. Yeah. And one on obviously a magical run. They're assuming they're going to be able to do the same thing. I don't know if Pittsburgh believes that, especially as they continue to chant to fire the offensive coordinator in every venue in Pittsburgh. Yeah. They told me down there at the dueling piano bar on oh, yeah. the south side mm-hmm. that they actually sang fire and then the crowd yeah. and mm-hmm. two hours straight. Didn't play any other song. We're doing song. it on church on uh, Saturdays too, on Sunday mornings before the game. Yeah. That, that's what I heard. Yeah. It, Fire. <laughs> we lift our hearts up to the Pittsburgh offense. Fire Canada. That's Pittsburgh, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> that could uh-huh. Oh, man, a priest walking out. Everybody bow their heads. Today, we pray to our <laughs> Lord and Savior to do one thing and one thing alone. Fire Canada. And then they start boozing on the wine. What? And then they wake up the next day and realize Tomlin's a coach. And Tomlin's never going to do that yep. in the middle of the season. But by week, maybe they'll get better. Connor has a question for it's, you. I'm, I'm interested. I'm sorry. One second. I'm actually interested in your guys' thoughts on this because this is something that I've Hey, ask Diggs for his Obviously. real thoughts, though. Diggs is going to do a little fake thoughts here if you ask a real question. Just want to let you know that. All right, Diggs, real thoughts, please. I mean, don't give me any of the bullshit. Um, 
when a situation like this happens, you see an entire stadium, not even in the same sport, chanting about uh-huh. this guy wanting him fired. Is that something where it's like, hey, makes a lot of money. He's the coach of a team. You know what comes along with it, you know, whether it's a player or a coach. Is that like, hey, you just got to live with it and deal with it? Or is, does it get to the point where you're like, oh, man, this like. Start to feel bad for Canada? Or you think anybody's starting to feel yeah. bad for Canada at this point? That's an interesting question. No, absolutely not. I mean, you. this is what the NFL is. Like, you get paid. He gets paid to be good at his job. He's never once been good at Not once. No. Not one time. Okay? There hasn't been one game where. Oh. Preseason, right? Yeah, he oh, was yeah. so good. Preseason, they're unbelievable. Ball. We watched it. We've seen it. You've seen it. I did see it. Yeah, they were playing the most base coverages you could ever imagine playing. And, and yeah, he his high school offense is really good against just base cover three, maybe some mix in some cover two there. So the answer is no, JJ. Nobody cares. Jeez. And they're going to start chanting that louder, especially after a bye week. If the same thing happens two weeks from now, yeah. boy, it's going to get even yeah. louder. Guess what? You're down at the steel mills and you're just throwing hot molten steel all over everybody and killing people and stuff like that. You're going to get fired, okay? Can't just not be – you can't show up to your job every day and be bad and keep it. Okay? Yeah, that well, ain't how it goes. not how the world and works. Not everyone knows that. Well – there's a lot of situations that we've certainly seen. Mm-hmm. People bad at their jobs just assume they're going to keep their jobs for the rest of their life because they had a job. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Very good. Hey, congrats to them having that mindset. True. No fear at all. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of sweet. No fear at all that they're going to lose a job. That must be so sweet. Just no go worries. to bed. Ah, who cares? What you do today? <laughs> Nothing. Wake up. What are you going to do? Nothing. That's oh. Matt Canada. And then he shows up wearing his stupid hat again. Die. He's like, oh, here we oh. go. All right, let's move on from Canada. And thank you for adding fuel to the Canada fire that has already started. Uh, Connor has a question for you, JJ. Yeah, JJ, team that's actually close to the country, Canada, the Detroit Lions, <laughs> they do not have a problem on offense, and they definitely don't have a problem on defense. Uh, what are you seeing? out of Hutch in that D-line and, you know, that team as a whole just because, you know, we all expected the Lions to be good, but now that we're five weeks into it and they really are one of the best teams in the NFL, how are you feeling about them right now? Yeah, they have a very, very strong handle on that uh, NFC North right now, and I think Aiden Hutchinson is playing extremely well. He's a he's a playmaker. I mean, has there been a, a better fit in terms of a draft pick and Aiden Hutchinson going to the Detroit Lions? Obviously, the Jaguars passing on him. Um but the guy can make plays. Not only can he make sacks on the edge, but he I feel like he has like, what, four or five interceptions this year already? Here, just go ahead, snag it with one hand. Now watch this. Ooh, ooh. Smoked. <laughs> Absolutely smoked in the thigh. I mean, that is a Charlie horse of epic proportions. And then I'm watching the replay, and I see like this ooh, still shot. I mean, jeez, dude. Look at the way. Hold on. We have through. a still shot, though. We do have a still oh, shot. Look at that thing. Look at this. He's fine. And he's perfectly fine. He got up and jogged, felt it a little bit, yeah, but he's yeah, like, I yeah. just got a sweet pick, though. Let's not ruin this <laughs> yeah, moment. Yeah. I'm going to dance. And then he ended up playing. It's like, great recovery. We've seen his off days. Uh, we've done a yeah. day with him. He does a lot of prehab, rehab, takes care of his body. He's exploded on the scene. But to your point, everybody talks about his work ethic and his engine and his battery and how he's always going. He has some, like, Real sneaky picks. Last year, I think his first one, he was dropping into coverage. It was a screen yeah. yep. that he picked off, and then he took it to the house. That one, one-handed snag, Crazy. reading the tackle, setting him up and doing it. The guy's a playmaker all over the place. What a match for them in Detroit, J.J. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I love watching him play because he does all sorts of things. A sack later in the game, he had a spin move, a nice spin. Uh, he can do everything, and he can move. I, I can't get that picture out of my head of his leg looking like that, like, any like any people don't understand like in the NFL what like you are waking up the next day and trying to get ready for another game this week you you do that to somebody on the sidewalk they're down for months look at that thing, 
Yeah, and also you wake up the next day, you have a little pain, and you go, what was that from? Mm -hmm. And then you see the film, and it was like, oh, there it is. My knee is sideways. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I was feeling a little, you know, I was a little stretched. Yeah. Like, even because your quad probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I feel so a little tight. strain in here. I don't know what, it, was it you, you cut Did you ever have one, Pat? Did you ever, did you ever take a, like a crazy, crazy hit? So a guy hit me in uh, my one leg. It was against Oakland. It was a 100 percenter. We were supposed to score a touchdown. We were supposed to run it within the five-yard line, and it would be, a, a, we ran it at the 35. Oh. So needed some points. You know, it was on Christmas Eve. I was supposed to do it. Had a uh, magic trick in my hand warmer nice. for when I scored a touchdown with this one. <laughs> I, I mean, I was, you know what I mean? This one was wide. This one was wide open. You know, snap to the uh, holder. Holder gets up, runs, does his thing. Vinatieri was supposed to distract Cuz to go right. It was supposed to be done inside the five. We were way too far back to do it. As it was getting cold out there, I thought Chuck was sending me on a suicide mission, to be completely <laughs> honest. Nobody really knew. We were supposed to be on the other hash, too, because the guard that would have had to pull was a defensive guy. Shout out Zach Kerr. Whenever I call the play in there, Zach Kerr goes, we're on the wrong side. I'm supposed to? And I go, yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing here, Zach. He goes, all right. Good luck, basically, is what Zach Kerr tells me. <laughs> Still in the NFL. And I get up, yeah. and I start running, and Darren Bates is the linebacker, and he did not bite at all on Vinatieri. He met me at that hole. Ooh. So I gave him a, I, a little stick. Yeah, oh. What was your strategy? What was your strategy? I should have jumped over him. I did a spin move instead, and he hit my one leg into my other leg so hard. I end up at the bottom of a pile. My arm hits the ground. Ball comes out. Now there's a scrum oh. on top of me. Mm. Uh, ref oh, no. says, it doesn't matter. It was fourth down. Like, ref's <laughs> talking shit to me pretty much. I'm saying my arm was down. I don't want to fumble on my stat sheet. You know, I was down there as I'm getting killed. Next day, I get up. I have a bruise on this leg right here, and I'm like, the hell happened to my leg? And then I watched replay back. He hit me so hard that my one knee bruised my other leg. <laughs> oh. So it was at that moment where I was pretty thankful that I don't run the ball ever, and I realized I'm nowhere near tough enough. So, yes, it has happened to me. How about you, JJ? Did you wake up the next day after your nose was bleeding and be like, wow, what happened to my face? <laughs> Did that happen to you? Uh, yeah, happened a lot. Happened a whole lot. I, uh, I got to send a picture to Connor. I got a bruise that was very bad. It was Fred, Fred Taylor. Uh, I was coming right off the edge, uh, and it was a free. I was a free shot on the quarterback, except for it was Fred Taylor standing back there. Uh, I don't know why I keep saying Fred Taylor. I don't know if it was Fred Taylor. Anyways, the running back was standing there, and I had a decision to make. I could either go and try and bat the ball because I saw him start to throw it, or I could try and run the running back over and get the sack. Um, and I was like, make the sacrifice to the team. Put your hands up in the air. And I mean, when I tell you he hit me in the thigh board as hard as you could hit somebody, folded me in mm. half straight to the ground, and my entire thigh was black and blue for the next, like, two weeks straight. Did you feel soft, or what you do? Did you get tore all, get back out there? It's one of those things, kind of. I'm sure, like, Aiden. Oh, my God. Eight. Holy hell. First yeah, of all, there it is. First of all, I'm going to see your uh, balls here. So happy that, that <laughs> that's all right there. That is a full. Sucked them in. Thank you for doing yeah. that. First of all, look like at the left thing. quad. Yeah, what the hell? Jeez Louise. Uh, good. Oof, that's first. Hey, you got some good looking <laughs> that legs. That was painful, yeah. man. That was painful. Squat, it it was, was uh, I, I, nothing. I didn't know anything about it, really. I mean, I obviously knew I took the hit, but I played the rest of the game, and it's kind of one of those things. You keep the adrenaline going. You keep the blood flowing. It's fine. And then you wake up the next morning, and you go to take a step out of bed, and you're like, Ooh. did I stand on a train track? What the <laughs> hell? It was brutal too. You shave your legs? No, I'm I'm blonde. 
Can you put that back up? It looks like you shave your legs. Oh, boy. You shave his quad? Yeah, you definitely shave the left leg. You don't shave that quad? Yeah. I didn't shave it. I didn't shave it. I didn't shave it. If you shave your legs, it's okay. This is the second time my legs have been live. Yeah, a lot of legs and... uh, I don't shave my legs. Hey, it's okay if you do. Hey, listen. That's cool. Sorry if you do, because it gives you... It makes your legs look bigger and stronger and faster like that. We also pulled up my play where I got tackled. If it does, I will. Yeah, shave the arms too. People shave the arms as well. But we got a chance to pull up the play. I thought I was out there. You saw yeah, it. It looked yeah. <laughs> good. Spin I I literally thought, I set him up. AJ, wait till you. I mean, it's loading right now in the back. Obviously, our internet is fantastic. But I thought I had this guy. I didn't have a bruise that you. Oh, just I can't had. wait for this. JJ, I mean, this was Christmas Eve, pal. This was uh, the night Oakland will be remembered too. for. What Denver. was the magic trick? What were you gonna do? I was gonna make a. Uh, so what we saw Lou Holtz do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What we saw Lou Holtz do with. Uh, Actual Lou Holtz. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what it was going to be. I was going to pull a handkerchief out, and I was going to go right to the camera, and I was going to, I was going to make it disappear. And then the ref was going to throw a flag, and I was going to grab that, oh, and I was going to start oh. putting it in. <laughs> Anyways, here is the play that was supposed to be a touchdown. And fu- look at that. Oh, you had it. Oh, oh my ball was. Da- my arm was Ooh. down though. It was when the ball came out. Dead. Yeah, I mean. They, That's a good spin, though, honestly. Thank you. I mean, it's just natural reaction. Who knows if I actually practice running the ball, what I'm going to come up with. But right there, I should have jumped over top of him right there. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't the know pylon. you might have had to get to the left. Well, that Zach Curry actually blocking incredibly well. The guy that was very much worried, he's all the way up there. There's a couple guys on the ground there. Yeah, I mean, Darren Bates is cutting off the gap to the left, Darius. Okay. I don't know. I don't oh, it's so easy with air conditioning and clickers. <laughs> uh-huh. just Everybody's got the answers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blame it on the baseball field, Pat. Just blame it on the fact that you're playing on a baseball field. Hey. Ooh, oh, now right here, this hurts right here oh, when it comes to ball. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Left arm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was down, though. You know, yeah, 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 no fumble. No fumble. No fumble. Absolute crop that they even thought. And you weren't used to taking hits like that. So, like, no. for us, like, you take them every week, so whatever. But, I mean, that's that's a first-timer there. That had to feel good the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah, four or five days. Anytime I made a tackle, four or five days, literally the whole this area right here. Really? I don't know how you guys dealt with it. Yeah, it just felt like something shot right down my spinal cord every single time. And you guys just – thank you guys for your service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank and you. me, too. What's that? Jalen Hurts had one last – Week because against the Rams we had a yeah run. that was a hyper against Ooh. it was more similar to the Hutch play that was where, crazy yeah, he got yeah. hit low okay let's talk about this now that we're talking about bodies and everything the NFL is going to go to 18 games we assume at some point because they're going to see the amount of money that another week of games will bring but if they add another bye week that's another two weeks of games that they can sell with more prime time we assume that's where we're headed Roger Goodell this past weekend was in London talking to a man named Neil Reynolds this is what he said about the London and England experiment and what it could look like in the future with the NFL the Jaguars are playing consecutive games over here and staying over here and part of that is just uh, to see how would teams react to that how would you know is it a is it a competitive disadvantage or advantage one way or the other Um, we'll learn something from that that will help us determine can we play more games could a team actually play over here so if somebody came over here to play against the London franchise, and let's say there was more than one team over here, they would probably stay for a few weeks. So this will help us understand. All right, my ears just pricked up. Did you up. say free teams? You just said more than one team. Trey. Trey. More than one London oh, team. Oh, Trey. Trey. You did. All right, I'm just checking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> MJD, do you think that if? If. Yeah, true. Yep. Yeah. should always put that if in. <laughs> okay, so JJ, obviously a lot has been made of these England games because they've been a smashing 
success. Now, the Toy Story games are happening. The 9.30 a.m. games are happening. There's another game over there. Jacksonville's played the most games over there because they assumed at some point Jacksonville would make home over there, especially with the Khan family connection to Premier Soccer and everything like that. What are your thoughts on the NFL in England and potentially having its own division over there, J.J.? I mean, I think it's fascinating just purely from a logistical standpoint. I think it's certainly headed that way at some point. I just don't know how they're possibly going to make it work logistically. But I do know I have two things to say about that. Because first of all, I'm sitting there and I'm, let's say you're the Bills. You're like, don't experiment against me, man. Like, mm-hmm. don't, don't like <laughs> give, don't give the other team the advantage against our team. Like, yes, I understand you have to like try it, but maybe not against us who are trying to have a great year. Um, or like obviously for the Jags, like, yeah, let's do it. We'll, we'll get the advantage. But now on the flip side in the Bills defense, having been a part of international games, having had these conversations on how do you do it best, when do you leave, when do you do all these things, at least when I was last year when I was in the league and having these conversations, the statistics and the data showed that the team that left the latest won the game the majority of the time. So people were upset about them leaving on Friday to play on Sunday, but at least when I was there, the reality of the situation was that the team that left the latest won. So, I mean, didn't work out for them, clearly, um, and I know they don't want to use it as, as an excuse, but it also probably doesn't feel too good to be sitting there hearing like, yeah, we're going to just have some fun and experiment with some things. Yeah, we're, trying to, we're trying to see how big of an advantage it is yeah. to, for guys yeah. to be acclimated to the time because 9.30 a.m., that's early, bro. That is an early time, especially for the Buffalo Bills. You only have 36 hours to get acclimated to the new time zone to play at 9.30 a.m. So you're going to start slow. You would assume most teams that get over there and don't get fully uh, transitioned into their time frame. But, yeah, you're right. Buffalo Bills are like, can we experiment against, like, I don't know, yeah. some trash-ass yeah, yeah. Patriots? Like, Just, yeah, the- how, if you're trying to think about this logistically, this is a fascinating conversation. How would you make it work? Are you going to put a whole division over there, or are you going to put one or two teams, and then the team's going to play two weeks back-to-back? If you play on the London team, do you have to have a house in London and a house in America? Like, now you're – now your family, like your kids going to school. Like there's a million questions that are just fascinating. Well, here's another one. Taxes. Am I getting taxed? Because if they have a home base in America and also they're over there. So I'm getting taxed by London because I'm working over there. Right. England. London. England. Again. Probably something else. And then also the home base, wherever the home team is. That There's like all those little things to be decided. But I think we all know that the inevitability of this all is that there's going to be a few teams over there as soon as technology makes it possible to fly over there quicker. I'm excited for them to figure it out, though, because I think Europe getting involved in uh, football is good. Because if we get that hooligans, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. vibe. In a football game? Oh, on a regular- We got it, man. We got it. Haven't you seen- just turn on Twitter any Sunday? There's fans just throwing haymakers every week. Oh, you're right. You're right. We're talking yeah. about like singing songs, right, yeah. getting after it. Like oh, the Burnley oh, fans. Oh, like the Burnley fans, for instance. How are we? Do we stink? Are we good? <sighs> we can move on to the next topic. Oh, oh no. Chelsea yes. boys. We started out 1-0. to zero. We went up 1-0, and it was incredible, and I'm Awesome. We were playing good. And then uh, Raheem Sterling just had a phenomenal game on the left wing. That'll happen. Put it to us. We lost four to one. Uh, We're in the international break now, but we have a big game against Brentford coming up uh, next week, Saturday. So any of your guys play international? Yeah. 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 We got guys uh, all over the place. We got a guy um, in Norway. We got a Moroccan. We got a bunch of good guys. Hmm. 
when are we going to win again? We win it again soon? Like whenever we get back, we think we we got a we got a good chance to get the board. That's right. Next next week Saturday is what we're looking at, man. I'm considering flying over just for the game and flying back. Well, like, yeah. I want to get I have an itch. I got an itch to get out there, man. I want to get to it. Yeah, they need you too. Why don't you bust your nose over there? Yeah. Why don't you get a little blood? Why don't you show them that thigh? Yeah. Why don't you lift your pants? Why don't you bruise yourself? We go over there and let them know what it could be like. So we lose to Chelsea, obviously. Uh we're down there ranked oh no, bottom three is where we need not be, right? Uh oh. Correct. We need to get out of there. Shit. Oh, no. no. Come on, Burnley. We need to start climbing the ladder. The long season, boys. You guys can get messy. Get messy. Talk to Ryan Reynolds. He knows how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Wrexham. See, I don't think Wrexham's at this level. I don't think. I think they're still. Yeah, they're below. I believe. Way below. They're a couple below. Why don't you get messy? Get messy. Yeah. No, I I mean, I put in a call. (laughs) (laughs) Still waiting to hear back. (laughs) Go ahead, AJ. JJ, say you were uh, you're still playing, you're a free agent, and there was, say, a division in London. How seriously would you look at that team to go sign with them and go play over there? I mean, the, the logistics of it are fascinating. I don't know how that would all work, but I do think that the expansion of it, I do think that the fan base is over there. Uh, I think it's really exciting. I think it's a great time. I mean, I obviously invested in an English football club. I love it over there. I love London. I love all of it. So, um, I really do think it would be fun. I think it would be great. I just talk about your body recovering and figuring out how to make all that work. I mean, it would be so damn difficult from that standpoint, but you would also be like kind of a, a pioneer and on a, on a starting something new over there. And I mean, yeah, could I absolutely see that there's an entire division over there someday? Or I mean, way, way, way down the line, you literally have the American and the European division or something like that could be really cool i think it could be sweet it's gonna take the right people though like they're gonna have to get star power over there yeah Force and you know how the nhl does the expansion draft the nhl makes the new teams good immediately because yeah. they want fans to kind of hop on board and get there it's been a while what since the texans is yeah. that the last mm-hmm. expansion yeah. team that yeah. the nfl has done I, yeah. I think yeah it was the texans in 2001 i believe um you know what was fascinating i was watching because i was watching that pens game last night and i was it was like 10 30 p.m and they were going into the third period then the so they're playing the Blackhawks in in Pittsburgh. Today, the Blackhawks are in Boston playing the Bruins. Uh-oh. That schedule's wild. They, they, that game didn't finish till like eleven o'clock last night. They now have to, as you know, pack up, eat everything, get on a plane, fly, land, drive to a hotel, and now they're already going to be on the ice again here in a couple hours. Like that. That's pretty wild. Well, and they have a morning skate, too, normally, whenever they get to a place. And then they have their afternoon nap. I guess in the NHL world, from what I understand, this afternoon nap thing, like, we could be mockable, you know, because it's like babies take naps. Mm -hmm. Like, that is not what adults do. It's like, I guess the NHL afternoon nap is, like, one of the most vital things in the entire NHL. Guys have, like, a a two-and-a-half-hour slot where it's like, nobody call this particular guy for two and a half hours. He's a napper for three hours. He's a 90-minute napper, so we need to do things. Like, that is how they survive. The NBA as well. The NBA runs yeah. a very limited sleep. I have no idea how they figure it out. But these boys are going to play. That's what Rich Paul told us. Yeah, that's right. It's more the teams looking out for the players as opposed to the players saying we don't want to play is what Rich told us yesterday. Yeah. Happy we played football. I'm happy I played a position and never got hit. On the flip side of that. Uh, Speaking of injuries and stuff, Tone Diggs has a question for you, JJ. Yeah, JJ, a guy that you played with, uh, Deshaun Watson, um, he was cleared by doctors but not cleared by himself. How does that work? And, like, is there any added motivation um, when you get paid $230 million guaranteed to play when you're cleared by doctors but not yourself? 
<laughs> Answer the question, JJ. The, I, I don't know the full details of the situation, obviously, but uh, I mean, if if that's how it is put, that cleared by doctors and not cleared by yourself, um, yeah, I mean, that's a that's that's a. Sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes it's you, you're cleared by yourself and not by the doctor. Most times, right? And that, like most times, yeah. I feel like that's kind of the most of uh, the conversation. That's why what's going on in Cleveland is such a big convo. Because it's like, if normally the doctor's pretty, he- pretty hesitant too, right? Nowadays, because of everything that had happened, I think, in the NFL, a little bit more hesitant to clear people now because they don't want to have the narrative of like, and eh, we only care about the teams. You know, to hell with these players. Yeah. So it's like for the team to announce that he's cleared from our doctors, and then him saying, "I don't feel right." Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. There's got to be something. There's got to be something more going on there, where he's just not capable of doing what he needs to do, or he's not like physically. Yes, you're not going to hurt yourself more, but you're not. Maybe you're still not able to do what you want to do. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I no. Uh, I, I think there's probably a lot of times where I should not have been cleared. <laughs> most likely you a practice guy you a big practice guy every day you're doing practice full speed every rep uh yeah that was uh, probably to my detriment probably to my detriment uh i thought it was extremely important uh i wanted to be in full pads and and go out there and play i think i'm a big believer in you have to play football to be better at football um (laughs) and yeah it probably was probably was not the smartest take aq you agree with jj that's what you did as well i looked forward later in my career to wednesdays off and then Thursday, Friday, no pads. But I did. I, I agree with him. I didn't need to be out there to see it. If I was in spiders and could kind of get through it mentally, I was okay. I've never. Did you see this offensive lineman flop the other night, JJ? Did you <laughs> oh. see this thing? I I have I've seen the reactions from you guys. I, I hadn't actually seen. The Good play, news, so we I, got I, it. So. Here it is. Fifties. Who you're looking at? Oh. <laughs> That's offensive lineman. Oh, now, AQ JJ. would oh. never. AQ never. would never. They don't make them like they used to. Hey, let's talk about Max Crosby. We've talked about a couple different pass rushers. He is game wrecker. Supposed to have Chandler Jones on the other side. Obviously, that is not the case this year. But what he's been able to do, I think, is not getting chatted about enough because the Raiders, what, two and three or whatever. Yes. They were staring down being this team that's throwaway. He's unbelievable at what he does. Yeah, Max is a phenomenal player. And I think that the way that he flies around, the way that he plays the game, how hard he goes, um, the way he plays the run, I mean, he's just terrorizes people in the run and the pass um and like you said he's kind of doing it not not by himself but i mean he is a mass majority of the production of that defense and you know like if you're going into a game against the raiders you have to stop one guy first and yet he still goes out there and he plays great football so um big fan of the way he plays the game big fan of the energy he plays it with and you can't play with a guy like that and not want to play 100 miles an hour yourself because you're like, look at this guy. He's like, I mean, his nickname is the Condor, I believe, and that's yeah. that's a pretty badass nickname. Yeah, it's a right. sick nickname, especially in a time where it's tough to find a new nickname that's sick. The Condor is certainly a good one. And if you even think about him, the person, like, he's sober, right? Yeah. Very publicly sober. He's in Vegas. Yeah. You know right? what I mean? Like, Unreal. that is, you think about yeah. just the mental discipline that he's had to develop through his life and the state that he's in and the way he's playing football. And you would think that maybe some people would turn soft. He's chirping. Oh, yeah. He's talking oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. He's doing his whole thing. I remember you being mic'd up. You're a big time chirper. I don't think that gets talked about much. Uh, time to time. Time to time. I know. I heard that one with. said. Shouldn't have picked on J.J. Watt. <laughs> I, I, you know what the one mic'd up thing? Oh, well, then there's the Cardinals. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe we're just better. Huh? Yeah, maybe we're just better. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were a big yeah. talker whenever well, that switch would go on, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, you get that adrenaline flowing. You start to feel pretty good. You get <laughs> in the zone, and 
my, I mean, the best one that I had was definitely uh, there was a game against the Saints, and, and I had a I had an enjoyable day that day, and I was letting them have it a little bit. They they had a backup tackle in, and they left him one on one, and so I just kept looking at the sidelines after every big play I would make, and I was just like, "You guys." give him some help like i'm sort of begging them like please give him some help um delaney walker was another guy that i had a bunch of good battles with he was in tennessee for a very long time um and he would always be in charge of chipping me on the edges and so we would just have full-blown conversations at the line of scrimmage like we would line up and i'd be like oh son of a bitch and he'd be like yep i'm right here i'm right here and i so i'd try and move my alignment outside i'd try and move my alignment inside and he would just move wherever I moved, and he was a good chipper. Like some guys don't chip that well. I mean, that Ravens one, obviously on TJ, kind of kind of whiffed there. Uh, Delaney Walker didn't whiff. He gave some serious shots right in the rib cage, and um, so I respect that. I respect the hell out of him, and he made my job harder for sure. Delaney Walker, AFC South legend, dude. Yeah, he got in a fight uh, yeah. with E Wall, I think, on yeah. a, in a couple Whoa. of our games. Yeah, he's awesome. Jeez. Oh yeah, Delaney Walker was yeah. awesome to watch. <laughs> he a big boat from. guy. Yeah, uh, yes, he has a big cigarette boat. boat. Cigarette. Yeah, boat. he's got yeah. big boats yeah. down there. Yeah, living down there. He's on the show talking about it. I think he's with Bussin now. I think he's doing some stuff with Bussin. Great personality. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, JJ, after the Niners thoroughly beat the piss out of the Cowboys on Sunday night, us and kind of everyone else has just crowned them champions pretty much. And obviously everyone's been talking about the offense and Brock Purdy and rightfully so. They have so many weapons. But on the defensive side, it seems like there's only a handful of guys that kind of get all the chatter, but they are unbelievable on the D-line. Their linebackers are insane. So is their secondary. Uh, a, how fun would it be to play on that defense? And B, do you think there's any truth to like, oh, hey, they might be peaking too early and they're going to be in trouble down the road? They're a damn good football team, man. I don't know about peaking too early. They're just so good and they seem to have the best chemistry and they seem to have the guys that kind of understand it and just have fun with it while also just dominating everybody they play. Um, I mean, you talk about guys on that defense, I think – it's crazy how many players are in that team from, you know, Trent Williams, George Kittle, Purdy. I mean, all these names, Bosa. Um, and I think people are starting to come around on it, but Fred, uh, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are playing as good as any linebackers in the league. I mean, maybe as good as any middle linebackers since a couple of 49ers guys uh, in Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. I mean, there's just something about middle linebacker wearing that 49ers uniform and these two fit that perfectly. I mean, Fred Warner flies all over the field. He's one of the smartest players in the league. He always knows what's going on, and then he just goes. This play is one of my favorite plays. It's been shown a lot this week. Breaks up the mesh concept, forces the Dak to pull the ball down, and then goes and gets the sack. I mean, the mental aspect of that play and the physical skills and ability to be able to make it all happen is Unbelievable. I so he covered two guys understand. there pretty much, Monster. right? He covered two guys, disrupted both And those. the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Run that play one more time. I mean, it's like, so it's incredible. He covers it. both He's covering both those guys right now, pretty much. Yep. Dak's supposed to just drop that off right now to them. Yep. Yep. And so instead, both of them. Splits them. Then he doesn't run at Dak right away. He kind of stays on the line of scrimmage, just kind of like, hang on, hang on. Now he puts his hands up, forces him to pull the ball down. And, oh, yeah, I might as well just make the sack. I'm here anyway. Like, what a damn play, man. And he's one of the nicest guys, too. I mean, literally after the game, we'll come up and talk. Like, he's – I just I have a lot of respect for Fred Warner. Hey, he does a lot of chirping as well. I got a chance to watch him play. I think he's electrifying both during the play and post-play. The conversation out of that game, though, is that Dak stinks. I think that Niners defense is probably going to make a lot of people stink. 
Yeah, I mean, like, you lose one game and it, it's against a very, very good football team, and all of a sudden, I feel like we have this thing now with former players that are analysts that love to just trash on guys. Like, I don't know if it's clicks or what it is, but, I mean, we're tossing around terms like garbage, like trash, like sucks, and I'm like, you were a player once. Like, you know, like, like you don't act, act, this game is hard. Yes. Like, can guys improve and play better? Yes. But I don't know where we got off now just throwing so much dirt on top of people when we were all in those shoes once. And, yeah, you've had a bad game. You you want to put up a low-light reel of me? You could make me look like the worst player in NFL history. I mean, I've been crack-blocked by a receiver and knocked on my ass before. You put that up, yeah, I look like garbage too. Like, I don't know. I just – we can be critical without being just – downright like ridiculous we'll have that low light reel for jj next week need, <laughs> need that. Yeah, that's a question yeah. for you jj a guy who's definitely not garbage jalen carter in philly we see what this guy can do in the interior d line when you watch him play like how do you ever block this guy dude it's fun to watch him play man i mean he is big he moves extremely well and he's strong as an ox i mean he throws people out of the way he understands the position very well he knows how to play double teams he knows how to rush the passer he has good counter moves um to be as big physical and strong as he is as a rookie combined with the knowledge and the technical ability of playing the position he has man is it a lot of fun to watch and it's a position that you know you don't people don't love like it's not it's not like people are cracking on the tape and they can't wait to watch d tackle play trust me i know i've been one um but he makes it fun to watch the position and he's just throwing giant human beings out of the way looks like philly's got a special one for a long time up there only gonna get better too right that's that's like a matter of fact the more reps you have in the nfl the better you're gonna get and the stronger he's gonna somehow get as well yeah i mean obviously he's got now the, the full-time job now i always tell people that when i got to the nfl you don't have classes anymore you have enough money to have the proper nutrition to buy the proper things to recover to have the best bed to sleep in you know you got all the right things so now he's only going to get bigger faster stronger and he's going to get comfortable playing against nfl offenses he's going to learn these cadences and rhythms he's going to learn little tips and tricks um it's he's going to get good man they call him the rhino over there it makes a lot of sense darius has the last question for you here JJ. yeah i got a question we talked enough football let's go to another great sport uh i'm a one-man show in here when it comes to this sport everyone else hates it but oh, no. heard that you recently <laughs> became a fan of f1 still watching even with max dominating and if you get a chance are you going to that race in vegas uh next month so uh it's a, it's a great question honestly the domination um has made it a little bit less uh, enticing to watch I, I have to say but and then you can also go to the argument well mercedes have been dominating for so many years with lewis but i uh i went to the race in miami last year uh, a, it was unbelievably hot, and B, obviously it being a racetrack, there's only so many entrances to get in. You have to, like, walk over the track. and So it was very, very, very crowded and very tough. And then it, finally, you can't see anything. Well, like, you can stand happening. there and you can be sitting in the stand. It's there, literally, there's nothing happening. It's the worst. It's it's sounds amazing. You know, that pass, like, yeah. Hey, JJ, we appreciate the hell out of you on this uh, day. Don't be oh, wasting your time they, with yeah. that. Wow, yeah. what a cutoff. They, they really don't want yeah, to hey, talk about it. Hey, it's stuff. tough over here, JJ. Buddy, I mean, there's just like so many 
like IndyCar about 10 times better. NASCAR, no, let's yeah. not even get crazy. Yeah. There's it some sucks. go-kart tracks down here that are just yeah, much better right. racing here. Watch the Pinnacle Motorsports. Yeah, right. All right, let me read what they, they say on Netflix. Okay, we see the cars just... I don't want to piss off the people in Indy, so I will say Sprint Car is great. Or, uh, no, that's good. <laughs> sprint Car is good, Sprint Car is good, too. Sprint Car is good. You know you're racing. I grew up in Wisconsin. They had, uh, they had the dirt track stuff. I loved it. Slinger Speedway. All right. Shout out Slinger Speedway. Shout out to them and to you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports Center in 7. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Let's go. Hey, we're still live, but I mean, I hit that one right on the screws uh-huh. there. That's the reason why I pivoted away from it. But also, we didn't know F1 talk was coming. Yeah, what are we doing? We're a good Wednesday. Yeah. What the hell was that? The Butler. NHL had the puck drop. Yeah, you know, last night mm-hmm. the NFL's got a lot yeah, of stuff was, happening right oh, now. Oh yeah, they do. Tons. We got JJ Watt on. You want to? I mean, that's baseball. You see ratings drop. Talk NHL and F1. No, mm. not the monster mouth. Not NHL. Did, did, did we like AJ quit the show because we're talking NHL. What? I'm out. Way to go, D-Bud. <laughs> Hope you're happy, Gary. Thanks a lot. Oh, and Max, we're stopping. Throttling somebody yep. else. Three-time world champ. You watch the NHL. Who's your team? We saw your uh, – we've seen your hockey highlights. You got a clap bomb, hey. Hey, hey, Paul. You got a clap bomb over there. I love hockey, man. I love it. I love to get on the ice. Um, I actually just got fitted. Uh, TJ's birthday gift to me this year was a full a full set of hockey gear. Skates, everything. He got <laughs> skates for my son, too. It was a pretty badass gift. Hey, it's TJ's so birthday today. What'd you buy him? Same thing? Oh, I, I should have mentioned that on the show. Um, we're still on the yeah, show, yeah, but you're right. Uh, yeah. Should have said yeah. on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know why I thought we're not on the show. Yeah, come on. Um, this is- happy birthday, Trent. So proud of you, buddy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, my brother. Happy birthday to you. Hey, yeah. Happy birthday, well, Trent. Said. Happy birthday, Trent. Um, no, I got him. He, he's very, um, TJ is very, like, he likes very thoughtful, like funny, but thoughtful, small little gifts. Um, he hasn't got them yet, so I don't want to say what they it's are. Smart, but smart. a lot of, like, little. A lot of little things. Um, yeah, and, cheap and Sentimental, important. Get a pool guy, please. Yeah, yeah, we need a pool guy. So he's not out there uh, doing that. Good callback. Good callback. I worry about um, But yeah, the skates thing was really cool. So now I, I go down. There's a bunch of uh, Arizona Coyotes, like a bunch of the guys that play a pickup game, and they invited me out to play a pickup Big game arena. with them. So they're still a team. I uh, hit yeah. the. Uh, yeah, they play. They play it. Why don't you buy that it's, team? It's nice you bought the Burnley yeah, team. Yeah. Why don't you buy that team? Probably cost as much as a hundred. Yeah. People, people yeah. tell me stuff like that all the time. Like, I don't know how much money you think I have. Like, yes, I'm very, very fortunate. I do not have for JJ Watt. What are we talking? Yeah, about? you just walk what in and claim the team. They give it to you. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. It doesn't cost. Anything. Oh, Burnley. I like to win. Can I just plant my flag? Yeah, bingo. Yeah. I'll take it. I think with the Coyote, that would actually work. Sure. They, they, uh, joining us back after getting throttled by Max Verstappen, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Hey. AJ, you missed some good conversation about hockey. Did you watch the hockey last night, AJ? I did watch a good amount of that. I mean, what a heartbreaker for the Pens. They had it the whole way. Oh, why is everybody bringing us up? It so was brutal. Are you a Blue Jackets <laughs> guy? Yeah, uh, not not as much right now. I'm a Colorado Avalanche fan at the moment. Have been for uh-huh. a few years. So his brother-in-law, Jack Johnson. Huge mitts. Huge. We're talking about <laughs> frying pan mitts. I've never seen something like it. That's his brother-in-law, so he's pulling for wherever he goes. He actually got a chance to chug out of Lord Stanley because Jock Johnson became a Stanley Cup champion. Is it everything you hoped it would be? It was pretty amazing, not going to lie. Jack actually just took a puck to the face and split his whole other mm. side of his lip uh, yesterday or two days ago. So nice. he's doing well. That is a good thing about hockey players. They will put their faces in front of these little rubber things yeah, they oh, will. Yeah. and say, yeah. bust out my teeth. That's what I want to do. I want to win a game. You would have been a pro hockey player? Did you like the, 
Uh, did you like the ref mic'd up thing? Like, do we have you guys talked about that? Uh, this was a beautiful moment between Kelly <laughs> Sutherland, Sidney Crosby, and the future of the NHL, Connor Bedard, right before the puck drop on opening night. Oh, hey, damn it, I missed it. Very Connor, welcome to the NHL, man. Okay, guys, it's showtime. Have a great game. Sid didn't say a thing to him. Nope. No, Sid didn't say anything. And, and Kelly Sutherland was waiting until Connor looked at him, too. Connor? <clears throat> Welcome to the NHL. Uh, thank you. Thanks. Let me fix oh. all my... Oh, you're dropping a puck out. Fuck. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get this thing started. Kid forgot his stick going out there to begin with. He's the future. How much do you know about him? Um, I know a little bit. I mean, I know he's, he's obviously an unbelievable player at the junior level, but, I mean, to his credit, like tuned in last night just to watch him play like I want to see what that was like I want to see uh how he played I saw the whole stick thing I saw the story behind the stick thing which was in a whole nother rabbit hole I went down which I, I went pretty deep in the hockey rabbit hole last night Ooh. so that's a thing the the stick thing because I, I know he had his ta- uh, his helmet was off yes and they let the, him yeah. and the other rookie I think do the pregame skate without the helmets but then you sent in another thing that was pretty sweet about his mom too yeah he's uh uh fuck his mom, yes. His mom with the coach. Yes. So his mom wanted to move into an No, JJ, you pick. Slow down. Jesus. Jesus. I, 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 I just react to the words I hear. I just react. <laughs> well, to we appreciate you being that invested in the conversation yeah. and reacting to everything. But the way you reacted tells us a little bit more about you yeah, than it tells about us. Just want to let you know that. <laughs> uh, but anyways, here's the coach of the Chicago Blackhawks talking about an interaction with Connor Bedard's mom. <laughs> we we're gonna move into the same apartment building I was in, and his mom like, "Well, yeah, we don't want to get too far ahead, and we, he's got to make the team." And I kind of <laughs> looked at her and I said, "I think you can look." At <laughs> That's that hockey mentality, though. Like the most humble group of humans of all time. It feels like it's an old school throwback sport. You love the sport. Would you have been a pro if you would have played? Stuck with it? I assume you would have. I mean, I like to believe so. I mean, I truly love that sport, man. I started skating when I was three years old, and I love that sport. And I still say, like, the puck hit in the back of the net is one of the greatest feelings in all of sports, and I had so much fun doing it. Um, but I also, at the very same time, and now that I'm an adult and I see it all, so my parents, we had to stop playing because it was literally too expensive. Um, you have to buy new skates. You have to buy new gear basically every year because you're growing. And so when we had to stop, I cried and I cried and I cried. Um, and it was so sad for me, but now that I'm an adult, I feel so terrible that I like was, I feel like selfish cause I was sitting there crying and I, as a parent to see your kid crying because you can't afford for them to play yeah. a sport that they want to play. Like, I can't believe I put them through that because I can't only imagine now seeing my son with that reaction. So I feel bad. Um, apologies to my parents, but thank you for supporting it as long as you did. Hey, hockey's expensive. That's what they say, and they don't really explain it much, but here's... Now, that goalie, obviously treason. Yeah, come right on. Right there immediately, <laughs> but we need to have a J.J. Watt. Look at that. Oh, hey. It's a bomb. We'll see Bar South. We'll see Bar South, baby. Hey, you're a fucking yeah, guy it. on the ice, J.J. That's for real. Oh, it is for real, man. I love it. Up there in Wisconsin, you have to be. You basically put, put on skates as soon as you can walk in. Um, my dad would take me to the rink all the time and play hockey, and we'd go to Milwaukee Admirals games. That's really one of the first professional sports experiences that I had where I got to go see it, and I got to you know catch tickets dropping down from the blimp. Uh, I used to love those moments, and that's one of those things that inspired me to be a professional athlete. I'd go watch the Milwaukee Admirals play, and I'd think to myself, one day I could be out there warming up with the pros, and it didn't happen to be hockey for me, but it did 
helped me get to the NFL. Hey, you got some mitts too, huh, Paul? You should dangling a little bit. You would have had to fight. We got any skaters on the show? Anybody here skate? Nah, we played on the street, though. Mm-hmm. We skated in New I England. I can skate, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to skate in New England. I'm from Michigan. Same deal as mm-hmm. Wisconsin is exactly what JJ just said. Uh, you guys are skating on lakes trying to do triple axles. Okay, you're not No, we are. No, no, no. That's I played hockey before Gordon I played Bob any other sport. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure works. you did. In real hockey cities. That's how it works. Yeah, right. You guys are sailing up there. You're not, you're not yeah, in the summer. Yeah. What'd you say? The bean pot up there in Boston. Thank you, JJ. I mean, let these guys know. My God, it's about time. Someone with some real hockey sense came in here. Ty can skate. We see him skate around the office all the time. Yeah, that's right. I prefer blades. Uh, that's my weapon of choice. But, you know, yeah, if you want to get me out on the ice, I'll, I'll fucking go blue line to blue line pretty goddamn quick. Yeah. All right. Come on. Are we are We just, are we just, a band- oh, we're not on the, sh- never mind. All right. Gosh, I'm an amateur. Get me out of here. What a shit show. Sorry. I thought he said death bomb on the air again. No, that's only you. Yeah. That's only you. Yeah. Professional. Plus, the window has closed, my friend. You can we can say, say right fuck, now. Yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck. Do you want to let some fly, JJ, now that you're all grown up and you're a dad and your kid's watching? Do you want to drop any? <laughs> Here's Ty. This is Ty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, you can see that's quite, that's quite the drop off the stage there. I mean, you're not technically doing that on, on your standard <laughs> no. rink. Those are sick plays. No, Run, Run that back. Run that back. Yeah. Yeah, this is the launch of the NHL playoffs, I think. Look at the, yeah. look at the dangles. <laughs> Goal. Yeah. <laughs> Scored. Yeah. Oh. What were you, why, you? It looked like you knew the drop-off was there, and yet still botched it. Yeah, he's trying to do a little trick. He's trying to do some tricks. Mm-hmm. You know, TV, uh, by the way, our TV's being leveled by a couple DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> if we want to look at the old school off-pause, the, the, look at the bottom. The helmet. Of, yeah, well, that's the only yeah. hockey league. Yeah. That's the only hockey bucket yeah, we, we had at the time. Just yet. That's why we bought that yeah, one, bingo. actually. Uh, but yeah, that TV stand. Well, the DVDs down there. Yeah, yeah. Mm, you know, nice. you think the stage would be level, but over time, that just doesn't happen anymore. No, boy, that place was such a shithole. I, I mean, <laughs> it was fun. I am so happy we are not in there every single uh-huh. day anymore. Oh, oh, it is no. great to be here. <laughs> the yeah. ceiling in there, but oh, that doesn't get enough talk. Clap it up for the progress of the show. Hey, you're right. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. You've been watching Gary V's breaks on Fanatics Live. Have you seen any of these? <laughs> no, I can't say I have. What is it? I'll send you the link next time to go. Yeah, you'll love it. It is must watch. Make sure you got a nice glass of vino if you're watching. Too. Yeah, in about 10 hours because you will not be able to turn it off. I'll tell you what, I got oh. captivated in there. I got lost in there. I watched. Cancel your plans. That's Cancel. what I'm saying. Yes. The wife was really it's fed tra- up. like trading cards. It's like opening cards. Well, it's Gary V opening v- Gary Vmon, yeah. yeah. which are the cards that he mm-hmm. created. He's the boss. And he's beat the boss is the game where he's going against somebody in the chat. And he's living and dying yeah. with every one yeah. of these cards that he's doing. I mean, it is. I'm telling you, I almost saw that guy get broken because there was a, a slow snail that yeah. came through and dropped oh an elbow on his God. optimistic op- apostle. Yeah, mm-hmm. he lost the Luka Doncic uh, rookie card, and he, it, it basically seemed as though one of his kids died. And then he also mentioned right after he's got about 15 Luka Doncic rookie cards, so it didn't matter. Yeah, it was an awesome night. We spent a night with Gary Vee, and uh, I did not plan on oh. being there that long, but... Yeah. Me and about 300 others sat on X and watched stop. from the very beginning to the end. And uh, What a treat. Gary, thank you for everything. Dude. Love you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. I would say my wife was not happy at all. Why? Yeah. I don't 
She couldn't see the electricity. She, she couldn't only... sleep because she was too excited. She couldn't sleep. Oh, I don't know if it got her so jacked up. She only had the audio. She didn't have the video. Need both. Need to see Gary right. while listening to Gary. She could only hear him yelling out of my phone because I had that thing at max, too, because I didn't want to miss no, you any words no. in that entire no. thing. Right. I'll send you the link next time, JJ. Get you inspired. Yeah, I, I love inside jokes. I'd love to be a part of one someday. I love inside jokes. <laughs> All right, sweet. Maybe one day. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, JJ. Bye, guys. Have a random question. What do you mean? Out of nowhere. You watch Gary V. Random? Well, he said clap it up. Yeah. That's the last time I heard that. Oh, we asked everybody that. You asked Trey Young that. Remember? Yeah, I know. That's what got me thinking. You asked Trey Young. Hey, big, big Gary V guy? He's like, well, yeah, he comes to the game. Yeah, I know. Said, Hell he yeah. He sits front row. The... <laughs> Gary, keep doing these breaks, dude. You're right back in my algorithm. Yeah. Is that what it's called? A break? Yeah, breaking boxes, dude. But is he doing it? he's doing it live on what? Fanatics Live, Everything. X, Instagram, TikTok, what? MySpace, okay. Facebook, Discord, his website. I know. I'm just I'm asking for the people that don't, don't know, so they can go find it. You don't have to go find it. You have a friend you that sent, me sent the you the link. link. Yes. I, got a, I had a very nice friend that sent me a link and said, hey, you will thank me later. And then 12 hours later, I sent you a thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> But you and me were on the sideline down there at the Red River rivalry yes. in Dallas, Texas, Texas State Fair. One of the greatest environments I've ever seen. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 250,000 people at the State Fair. Then you got another 100,000 people in the Cotton Bowl watching these two teams battle. The one star of the game. Dylan Gabriel, quarterback yeah. of Oklahoma, rushed for over 100, threw for over 250-plus, absolute dog. But on the defensive side for Oklahoma, a man that we knew of because his stats were ridiculous. He was leading the Big 12 in tackles before the game, still doing that afterwards. A man who stole the show because he's built like a damn defensive end, playing middle linebacker. Number 28, ladies and gentlemen, Danny Stutzman. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, sick shirt. Hold on. Let's dive right That's into so it. Cool. That's a picture after the big time win of you smoking a cigar. I'll see it. On, is this for sale right now? It is for sale, actually. Appreciate you trying to plug in my merch. You know, you can find it on my Twitter. You know, I am also at the end of the day a broke college student, so anything helps. I'll send you guys some. No, you know, don't send us. We'll, we'll buy 20 of them. We'll buy 20 of them and make you have a good time. And Norman, hopefully, we'll be able to contribute to the boys having a night sometime. Do you oh, guys yeah. still do that? Boys still have nights? Yeah, man, I, I, it happens all the time, especially with the bye week. You know, some of the guys get together, you know, maybe hit a karaoke night or something like that. You know how it goes. Mm. Okay, so the boys over here would like to send the boys in Norman through your T-shirt 10 to 15 drinks. So we'll buy 50 of those shirts, and then we'll end up giving them away. We're proud of you, man. Way to run a little business, too, oh, yeah. in the middle of this whole thing. Let's move along here in the conversation. Texas, the convo was... They're big, they're fast, they're strong. They've already proven themselves. They beat Alabama at Alabama. Oklahoma, with the stink that your team had surrounding you last year, coming into this year, I think people were just expecting you guys to fall in the big moment. Then we saw this video after the game of a speech that you gave beforehand, and I think you all knew immediately you were going to win, but you speaking to the team has made its way public, and this is a little bit of a highlight of that. Hey, man. Remember that feeling you and the new guy, hey, you'll feel it for me. I swear to God, man, the way we win this game, physicality, all four quarters, they gotta feel us, man, every day. I'm certain about two things in life. I'm certain that one, Oklahoma only fears God. And number two, Texas fears Oklahoma. Whoa! 
What a moment. Was that the message all week from Venables and you and the boys? We got to be more physical because that was certainly the case. Is that the mindset going in? And congrats to you guys executing. I mean, absolutely, man. Physicality, you know, is the number one thing in football, especially in that Red River rivalry, man. You know, looking back at the history of it, you know, the team that wins the rushing battle uh, and the team that wins the turnover margins, the team that's going to win the game, man. And that's how you do you got to dominate up front, man. And that's how it's done. So that's kind of was the whole emphasis, man. It's been the em emphasis since you know, last uh, last year. Obviously, losing forty nine zero, and as a, as a competitor, man, that's that's embarrassing. That's humiliating. You know, being a part of that. But you know, we had a lot of guys, you know, leave. You know, their winter break early, get back on campus. You know, forty nine med balls every single day, pretty much at workouts. Be reminded of that, and it's just the grind that we were uh, willing to do. You know, for that moment right there. Love to hear about that. Did you black out in the middle of that speech, or was that premeditated out there? Yeah, pretty much, man. I feel like I felt like I, I kind of remembered that D hop clip of him talking about how he only fears God, and I kind of like kind of kind of took apart from that, and then kind of made it my own. And because I, I remember uh, Dan Cody, you know, another crazy defensive end that played at Oklahoma, told me you always got to have a crazy speech. And so now I try to think of some uh, stuff to really get the guys going. But you know, kind of off the dome right there. If you want to get the guys pumped, obviously in a game like that at 11 a.m., a lot of emotion, man. You know, especially with um, a lot of people that didn't believe in us. You know, like, like yourself, uh, Pat, you know, we saw the clip. Yeah, okay. But, hey, it's okay. That's what we need. I know now. I learned. Okay, I apologize. I can only go off the information that I have in the moment in which I'm speaking. Yes. And that Texas team, when we saw it play against Alabama, it was like, this looks like a college football playoff team. Like, this is what this looks like. And I hadn't seen you guys in person. Yeah. As soon as we saw you guys, we're like, hold the oh, phone wow. now. Hey, Oklahoma's got some big boys, yourself included, Danny. Loved watching your team. Go ahead, AJ. So we were lucky enough to be right there in the end zone on the sidelines the whole game. Is there any way for you to explain in words what that felt like once the clock hit zero and you guys won? We were watching you guys celebrate. We could just see how excited. Like It just seemed like the greatest moment. And So what was it like on the field afterwards and also in the locker room? Yeah, you know, on that field, you know, specifically that last play, you know, obviously when there's like a Hail Mary type of play like that where you can't really control because you're on the end zone, you know, being a white guy that can't really jump, they don't want <laughs> they don't want you back there. They actually they, they blitzed me, you know, probably a little bit better idea than just run back there. But, um, you know, the ball was in the air for like, it felt like forever, man, just kind of feeling hopeless because you can't do anything back there, you know. But obviously when the ball hit the ground, you know, that sense of relief, man, you know, working so hard for that moment. Obviously, it's just one game in the regular season, but, you know, it means a lot to the state of Oklahoma, you know looking in the locker room and seeing where that trophy case looking all empty, especially for the guys before us, us being keepers of the room, you know, having that trophy there for so long, you know, it's kind of been the narrative that what Oklahoma does and, um, you know, get it back finally, you know, kind of clear up all that, that bad juju to say, man, just really, really proud of the team and how they perform. Yeah. And if you think about the Oklahoma fans, if their year round life is anything like what we saw, the amount of shit talking from Ooh. Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, Man. everybody is this or like everybody in people's faces. As soon as you see just somebody wearing orange, boom, right there. If you're an <laughs> Oklahoma fan. And if you're a Texas fan, as soon as you see anybody wearing Oklahoma stuff, it's like right in the face. So you guys last year, I assume Texas fans thought you guys were dead. Like Venables has come in. This is going to be a whole new team. So to get that win. At that moment, I assume it's not just the players that are feeling incredible, the coaches that are feeling incredible, but the Oklahoma fans can once again say, hey, we're a fucking wag. You guys really are. Like, do you have the belief? Uh, and you said 49 med ball throws, and obviously you think about everything in the 49 nothing game since then. But going into this year, did it feel like this team had the makings of a team that could go on a run? Because you are right now in a driver's seat 
to get everything that every team wants at the beginning of the season. Going in, did you guys know that? And how do you feel about the boys now? Absolutely, man. You know, with Coach Venables and the culture that he's brought, you know, we're, we're really prepared every single week. You know, we've, we prepare to a standard, not to the opponent. So every single week, you know, nothing changes. You know, really, we have a lot of talented guys. You know, last year, you know, with Dylan Gabriel getting hurt and everything, it kind of set us back a little bit. But really talented team, man. A lot of hardworking guys show up every single day, committed to the standard, committed to what it takes, man. Tell me about Dylan Gabriel. I mean, he was cerebral, methodical, and then he was 120 yards, I think, rushing on the ground whenever he needed it. Took some big shots as well in there. Didn't blink whenever they needed him to make a big-time play. Tell me about your quarterback and your guys' thoughts of him in the locker room. Yeah, Dylan has the it factor, man. You know, he's really a Heisman, you know, kind of dude right right now, man. The way he's playing, man. The way he can sling the ball. You know, play, I played with a lot of great quarterbacks. You know, Caleb Williams, Spencer Radler. He's seen a lot of great guys come through here. But, you know, the way Dylan uh, handles himself is already like a professional, man. You know, the way his eyes already looks. He looks one way and he's already knows his decision. He slings the ball across the field the other way. And just talented the way the guy operates, man. And really, you know, we do team movies uh, every single Friday, and I've never seen him watch the movie. He's always on his iPad watching film, studying, you know, being the most prepared guy because he doesn't want to be the dude who makes, makes that mistake. That's just how Dylan every single day. What was the movie before Texas that Dylan Gabriel didn't watch? All right, so here, so last year we watched the movie Amsterdam, awful movie, and then <laughs> for 11 a.m. kickoff, like we were supposed to watch 300, didn't Ooh, work. No. We watched Amsterdam, got our tail spanked, and so this year, we no movie got went to bed super early, so we were really prepared. Oh, I love that. I love that. Not even to roll the dice on whether or not the movie stinks or can work. We got early bedtime. We got Texas in the morning. Darius has a question for you. Yeah, you guys uh, were really prepared. And obviously, the identity, a lot of people say the team takes on the identity of their coach. Want to know, number one, how is it playing for Venables? And number two, like, what was the mindset on that? Goal line stand. I know the defense started off the game. I think it was Gentry Williams with a pick on like a slant early. So you guys came out the gate firing. But what was said? What was the, what was the move in that huddle when it came to have a huge goal line stand for that defense? Yeah, you know, it started off with Coach Venables. You know, a lot of people don't know, but he's actually our scout team quarterback. And for your head coach to be the scout team quarterback and you know pick apart the defense, because realistically he he built the defense. So when he's out there slinging the rock, you know, kind of embarrassing these dudes. You know, we have, to, we have to bring it every single day. And, um, you know, that's the type of dude you want as your head coach, man. Someone's not he'll, – he'll lower, he'll lower the shoulder. You know, he'll run you over. <laughs> Is he in pads? Is he in pads? He's not in pads, man, but you, hey, you'd be surprised, man. Coach V's a guy waking up at 5 a.m. to run stadiums. And uh, he actually hurt his meniscus. And he was still at practice, you know, slinging the rock, man. It doesn't take any <laughs> days off. Hold on. He's in a training room getting his thing. He's got his ankle. He's getting his ankles taped before practice. How you doing? Stunt's going to fucking cook it, you today. It, it's insane. <laughs> Is that real? He gets more treatment than I think some of the guys right now. <laughs> he puts a lot through his body. But, you know, kind of looking back at that goal line stand, man, it's just the mentality, man. You, obviously, when you get down to the one-yard line, you know, Texas has their jumbo package, you know, whatever that means, bring in their defensive uh, tackles. Yeah. And we have our, our linebacker, you know, rolled down at uh, DN, you know, coming in there, Desan McCullough, kudos to him, man, brought it to him, you know, smacked him. And then our Kip Lewis, a sophomore coming in, haven't played any snaps all game, making three big plays in on every tackle. And at that point, it's just heart, man. It's how bad you want it, man. How bad you want to be remembered. You know, how bad you want your legacy to go as an Oklahoma Sooner. Hell yeah. Go ahead, AJ. As far as how physical you guys were, like that was a very, very physical game on both sides. But I noticed from the jump, from the first play, you guys, especially on defense and your offense too, 
you guys were trying to be like you were the aggressors. You were going downhill and giving little, you know, little nudges after the whistle and a little holding guys down for a second. Nothing dirty, but you guys, it looked like you were made at a conscious effort. Like, hey, we want to be the more physical team. Is that something that you guys take pride in? One hundred percent. You know, Coach V always says, "Good things come to those who attack." You know, you can't really wait for anything, man. If you want it, you got to go out and get it, and that's kind of been the mentality of this team in all year. Hey, we were watching, you know, the game, and I just got done with game day right into it. I just got done picking against you, then go right, <laughs> then go right into it, which I apologize. I, I, I learned. I learned. I, I do apologize. But then we go right into it, and then we do our first one, and it was pick. I think first series, what, yeah, second yep, play. Yep. You guys get a pick. And we went to, like, a commercial break, like 45 seconds yeah. into the game. Those first five minutes were – the longest five minutes in the history of football, mm -hmm. in the just which is a compliment to you guys. But as soon as it's up, AJ was like, "The Oklahoma team <laughs> is the one. They're the you know what I mean." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, "Look after the play. Like they're getting up off the guys. Like they are. They're letting Texas know. Like, hey, we are the physical ones here." And AJ played the same exact way. So I think he knew early. Like, hey, this is a little bit of a different game. It wasn't like you guys were scared. Not that you should be, but with the complete opposite. You guys are supposed to win that game. It was it was cool to watch it unfold. We were lucky to be there. No phone service. Didn't know what down it was, <laughs> how many yards you had to go. But it was awesome to be there and watch your team work. AQ has a question for you. Yeah, Danny, after a huge, huge, huge win early in the season, how do you avoid the letdown as we go later in the season? And how do we kind of keep the foot on the gas pedal moving forward? Absolutely, man. That's a great question. You know, it's human nature to get complacent after a win like that. But obviously, I talked about it earlier, you know, we prepared to a standard, not to an opponent. So the way we prepared against Arkansas State was the exact same way we prepared for Texas. You know, into this bye week, you know, we had a Monday lift, had a lift this morning, you know, talk to the guys, look, like this is where we separate ourselves from, you know, being a, a good team to being a great team. You know, I think good teams come into a bye week, you know, kind of let off a little bit, don't don't put as much weight on that bar. And great teams really, really push themselves, you know, really strive, you know, to do what it takes. You know, we have a full padded practice today. And we've I've already told the guys, look, like, this is where we have to be physical. This is where the reps really count. You know, we can take care of our bodies, but every single practice matters. We can't let a day go by where we're not getting better. You got a massive neck. I'm just, did you see that, AJ? As he was talking about, we got full pad practice today. You got a big time neck. We're hitting today, huh? Stutz? Oh, 100%, man. You know, Coach V's got to look out, man, because we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tara's other meniscus. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what are we even talking about? What's your nickname? They call you Stutz? Man, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Stutz, kind of, you know, I don't want to steal the bosses thing, but, I mean, it kind of just rolls off the tongue smooth, but you know how it goes. Yeah, the nickname is a big part of yeah. it, especially if you're going to have a merch line. Yeah. Stutz mm -hmm. doing his thing. Speaking of who you just mentioned, though, Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Danny, we saw the boss kind of patrolling the sidelines during the game, and then he was obviously in the locker room with you guys post-game. Crazy because it seems like you are kind of the second coming of him in terms of just like the way you look out there, your personality and everything. What's your relationship uh, like with the Boz? And uh, what, what did you know? Did you have any time with him before the game where he kind of maybe gave you some advice going in? Yeah, you know, throughout the entire game, the Boz on the sideline, you know, when you have one of the greatest linebackers to ever play, you know, really kind of revolutionized the position. You know, when he tells you something and, you know, when he's like, you got to find the over by the tight end, you know. Obviously, that's your, you're thinking that right away, man, because this guy knows what he's talking about. And, you know, the boss is, you know, he's come by. He's been a part of the program a lot more. You know, he, he spoke to the team, you know, before the season. He spoke to the team last year, just all about mindset and attitude and how the guy handles himself, man. So every, anything he says, I'm like, I'm like a sponge for that knowledge, man, because, you know, he's been through it. He knows exactly what it takes, exactly what it looks like. What's your major? 
Uh, I was business, but I uh, had to switch to communications. Oh, yeah. Sweet. yeah. I was communications major as well. I did not finish. I'm still in uh, my pursuit <laughs> of my degree. Sounds like you're a pretty intelligent dude, though. Is that just football IQ? Um, I'd say it's a little bit of both. You know, obviously, Coach Venables is always, you know, that's a dude that has um, memory like an elephant, man. He's always spin off stats, you know. I think the first time I met him, he took us to dinner, and I, I sat next to him. And he was quizzing me with stuff, and I got every single question wrong. And at that point, I was like, man, I'm screwed. But, you know, he kept faith in me, you know, kept pouring into me. And, uh, you know, here I am today, man. But, yeah, I've been been raised good, man. You know, try to, try to be smart at times. Obviously, we play linebacker, so in a few years, we'll probably be different when I probably, you know. Probably <laughs> no, 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 no. A few years, 10, 15 years. This is what your future looks like. You're wearing a special helmet. That is yeah. what your future looks like right there next to us with in front of a fake bookshelf. Um, we, Oklahoma fans obviously know that you're all in on Oklahoma. You've been there for a while, a lot of transition. Now, Stutz, I'm going to let you know. After talking to you, I love you. Okay. Absolutely love you. After watching you play football, love you. Yeah. After the cigar thing and the press conference moment with Coach Venables, love love everything about you. Just want to let you know. Love everything about you. This tattoo you got on your thigh, though, real? I mean, I kind of kept up. I can actually, you know, it might be real. It might be fake. I think you guys can see it right there. Yeah, it looks pretty, pretty real. real. It's pretty real. Hey, it, it could be a temporary tattoo, man. I'll kind of leave it up. Maybe in... 20 or 25 years, we can go back to this uh, discussion, but you know, Texas fans, it is whatever they want to believe. They're, I'm kind of getting backlash. They say whatever I like, I'm taking a shit or something, I'm going to see it, but I mean, I'm staring at my phone anyway, so I don't really care. <laughs> ah, Stutz. I love that you're a legend already, pal. Uh, you, I don't think you had a link to your shirt, so we made a, uh, a little scan thing for people to be able to Hilarious. purchase this for you. Uh, let's go ahead and support Stutz. Hell yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and let Stutz have a good time while he's in college with his name, image, likeness. This is the exact purpose of this type of thing. Dude balls out, has a massive moment. We can give our congratulations through a purchase of a shirt. We're proud of you, buddy. Keep crushing it, and congrats to your Oklahoma Sooners for having a great start this year. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. This is an honor, man. You guys play West Virginia this year or no? Yeah, we do. In West Virginia or in Oklahoma? No, we played them last year at West Virginia. They they, they freaking got us, man. I can't believe that. Oh! Oh, uh -huh. did we? It was the first time in a long time. Morgantown's a tough place. Dude, it was freezing cold, rainy. It was It was brutal, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, welcome to Big 12 football. <laughs> okay, sorry about it. Anyways, uh, good luck the rest of the way. You're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny Stutz. Yay! Stutz is a legend. Yeah, yeah he's a awesome. beast. Stutz, well, I was business, but had dropped out of communications. I would love hey, to know the decision. Yep, we've all kind of <laughs> know exactly what happened there. How about them doing the 49 med ball things? I That's love I love that type of like reminder every single day. That's a big-time college thing, but also yeah. obviously a motivator. Yeah, motivation, especially in a rivalry game like that. He talked about seeing um, – seeing the empty trophy case, and I think he said keepers of the house, what they say there. So um, I, I love it, though. Yeah, Venable seems to have the boys flying. His defense, whenever he was at Clemson, like super sophisticated, cool. right? Like mm -hmm. that's what they were like, hey, this guy runs a super sophisticated offense, got to have a lot of smart people in there. He drops into Oklahoma, and not it's not good. Defense was actually bad. So offense was bad. Dylan Gabriel gets hurt. Nothing really takes place. And they're like, what the hell's going on defense side of the ball? Now feels like it's his, you know. Got some trans, got his, yeah. you know, feels like it's his yeah. defense. And I'm happy for Oklahoma, even though they're leaving the Big 12 right after this year. Yeah. yeah. Going right in the SEC. Mm. I love it. Good mm. move. I'd run from West Virginia, too. That's what you said good move for? 
No, not, it had nothing to do with West Virginia. Absolutely nothing what to do with West about? Virginia. What does it have to do with? Going to the SEC, you kidding me? Yeah, and I've noticed the SEC doesn't want West Virginia in it either. So nope. that Why makes that? sense, Greg Sankey. <laughs> I wouldn't want them either. Our rifle team would go right in the SEC oh. and I'd shoot all of them. Tear them up. Our men's soccer team, dominate. Look women's at. soccer team, beat them all. I think our women's soccer team is like number two in the country or something like that. Wow. Damn. Men's like number seven in the country. Damn. Rifles never lost. I don't think they've ever lost, mm-hmm. ever. They had them take on Navy SEALs. Wow. Jack Carr. Let's come on. Jack Carr, I thought. Jack Carr was a member of the West Virginia Mountaineer <laughs> Rifle yeah, Team. Yeah, I love that. And that is why that thing. Now, if we're talking football, I don't know if the West Virginia boys would be able to handle the SEC week in, week out, but who can? Maybe. Bingo. Who can? That's right. Nobody. Not even the SEC. Oklahoma can. I think they're built for it. Texas is also built for it. For sure. Like, that is the... And it's... I think people say I sound like I don't know anything about anything whenever I use this as an actual reason why somebody's going to win. But in football, like, size matters. Mm. Like, it is... Like, in a fight game, in physical combat, like, size matters. And if size can move... Like, okay, those are two ch- boxes that get checked that another team doesn't have. So, like, some of these teams, whenever you're trying to judge college football, it's pretty easy to see who's probably going to win this game when you got 6'4", 320, 6'3", 315, 6'6", 295, taking on smaller size at offensive line. It's like across the board, this team's bigger, stronger, faster, probably going to win this game. Now, there might be a fluke. That could take place, and it doesn't come together. But there's no chance a team isn't going to be big enough to go to the college football playoff. Got to be big. Got to be. And Texas was big when we saw them. Yeah. They were SEC big when we saw them. And then watching Oklahoma, it's like Oklahoma's fucking big too. And it's because they're going to the SEC. I assume they're able to start recruiting SEC-style players. Size matters, and then – Quarterbacks matter. Texas got Arch, and then Oklahoma got a kid named Jackson Arnold, who's the number one quarterback coming mm-hmm. out of Texas this year. So they're set there too. So there we saw some, Arch. We saw Arch Manning's locker. Go ahead. Oh yeah. No, I said there are some outliers at times. I feel like when you guys were our West Virginia team. West Virginia. I don't think you guys were the biggest team, but that stretch zone with Pat quarterbacks, Pat White, Slayton, what y'all had on both sides of the ball actually helps. That's some dynamic scheme. Yep. Scheme, that was yeah. your scheme. scheme that was your there. big thing game. last year, though, when you went to TCU, TCU. Kansas. Saw how yeah. big TCU yeah. was. They were huge. It's like, oh, these are adults. Yeah. yeah, this team that I'm standing on a stage and I'm eye to eye with all of them as they're jogging by. Like, oh, there's the offense. All right, I'm eye to eye with them. Oh, there's the tight ends. Eye to eye with them. There's the linebackers. I'm eye to eye with them. They're D line. They're taller than me. I'm standing on a six inch <laughs> lifting thing. I'm like, these fuckers are huge. I had no idea they were this big. I like. I like them all of a sudden. Yeah. I like the mm-hmm. big team. Our West Virginia team, they don't make them like that anymore. And I say our because I happen to be there, but I was riding the coattails of a lot of people. We had dogs all over the place. Yeah. I don't think any of those guys would be allowed to play D1 football at this point. Most of these guys. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Be out. Myself included. Yeah. Like with the way we were living and the thing like – that we would have got sent to NAIA, I think, with the way our team was built. So there's a little different. If you can find a team that has what our West Virginia team had, just a heart, a, a chemistry, though. Like, we really – our team was so tight. The brotherhood. And I have never seen a group of people that were more different coming together than that one right there. So if you can find that, I think yeah. that's good as well. But if we could have a little bit more size, I think we all would have been okay with that yeah. if that would have taken yeah. place. Well, it really was, though. Like, I mean – 
it's one of those things where when you're on the sideline like that, it's so much different, and you have to like kind of double check a couple times, look at the program. Like, no, there's no way that. Yep, that dude is that fucking big. Okay, <laughs> it's not just like a, a trick that my eyes are playing on me, and like the technique and stuff might be different, but the O line versus the D line, like that looks very similar to like what you see in an NFL game. It's like, oh, the, the size here is is crazy. Speed as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I do need to make a correction. Uh, the West Virginia women's soccer team is currently ranked 120th in the country. There was a two in there. Could have been worse. Did you say they, they had not lost like in five years? I don't know. Nah, actually, rifle teams. Never yeah. r- rifle team. <laughs> From two to 120? They started out. They, they were ranked two early, though. And they started they just, off the season? They, yeah, they had a couple tough Perfect. weeks, I think. Uh, come on, ladies. Let's go, dude. Right on the cusp. WVU's How are the bum e-gamers doing? Are doing all right? Currently four in rifle. Who? W. Whoa. No. Oh, no. Oh, oh, what, did we oh, miss oh, one oh. bullseye? What did we, th- is that oh. what we, sorry. Yeah. We missed one. A guy sneezed while he was shooting. Sorry. <laughs> Sue us. Yikes. Heart rate raised just half a beat, <laughs> and we weren't perfect. Four? Yeah. That's not good. Are we in the middle of season right now? Rifle season? I don't know. Just looking at the standings. We didn't finish four, so yes, we're certainly in the middle. Don't you worry. Whenever push comes to shove and the pressure's on, that's what the West Virginia rifle team is, pal. What a joke you saying what you just said. Not even on the podium. Yikes. Yeah, we just beat the fuck out of Akron. That's what I thought. Akron isn't even a... Are they even a top-tier rifle team school? Well, that's how we started our season. So what do you want from us, okay? Akron said, we want to sign up to take on the best. And they said, is that right? And didn't even miss. Didn't even miss one bullseye. Not even outside the inner circle of the outside of the outer circle. We're talking in the inner circle. We're talking red, dark game. So this is like college football playoff committee... Unfortunately, they were not dominant enough against Akron to be number one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on with this ranking system. I'm not happy about it. We get to the bottom I of it. I mean, guys that haven't won a national championship in a long time. What? How, How long? 2017. No way. Oh, no. Are you kidding? What the hell's going on there? 2013, West Virginia. 2014, West Virginia. 2015, West Virginia. We're going the other way, Z. Thank you, buddy. 2016, West Virginia. 2017, West Virginia. What happened? Oh, I got a new horse, Kentucky. John Hammond must have retired. Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Ha- Harry Mullins has those and boys. You have found their shots. Dude, Alaska, Alaska Fairbanks is going to win for the next 30 years. Well, everybody traveling to play against them. What do we do? We got to yeah. fly to Russia? Yeah. I mean, what, they got a 20 hour flight. You think they're able to just pop out and start sniping bullseyes? Nope. Oh. Why is Ohio State uh, hosted all the time? Fuck. All right, it's not in Alaska. It's in Ohio State. Yeah, why are they hosted? West Virginia's Where real close. Shooting? Uh, Bullets, duh. So Ohio State like, probably said, you guys want to shoot a bunch of rifles? Come on. Come on, <laughs> Come on in. No problem at You're all. In. Anyways, West Virginia is going to win again this year. We oh. just showed that with what we did to Akron. We started the season hot. We're going to continue to be hot. And we're only getting better. Kentucky's back down in order, second or third, if I had to guess. Well, TCU, I'm not sure. Those TCU Horn Frog boys looks like they are also some sharpshooters. Well, let's get to what really matters here, which is rifle teams running a natty. Women's soccer team needs bigger. <laughs> yep. A little bit. They are 5-7-3. and three. Ooh. Tough schedule this year. We got five wins, though. 120th. Yeah. You mm-hmm. would think you wouldn't even win five. I assume that's probably D2 schools that we played against. Well, yeah, but those seven <laughs> losses were against seven top ten teams. I have been informed that the University of Pittsburgh women's soccer team is good, though. Oh, oh, that's good news. Those, okay. those nice. WVU and Pitt, like, you wouldn't think that they'd be good soccer schools, but they have been for a long time. Well, that's where, uh, yeah, Western Pennsylvania has got some good soccer players. Yeah. That's where I grew up. I was lucky to do that. A lot of great players. Not as fast as some of the people, but gritty. Mm-hmm. We'll fight you.
Yeah. And then we'll get a red card, and then we'll flop like we're offensive linemen. Yeah. Boo. What's that all about? Ridiculous. Do we even want I'm not to, happy about Do we even want to do it in the trenches yards, anymore? We should have 15 yards for him. Oh, we, AJ, got some good, we got some good trenches. AJ, that's good silver lining. You know, like, they did get a first down and all that, and the offensive lineman helped. But, like, the overall image is like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Embarrassing. What? Not good. Can you imagine if Swifties are watching this and this is the first time they're seeing a game like this? Oh. Then what? Yeah, then what, AJ? Hope you're happy. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying I'm happy by this, but I'm saying he did get his team 15 yards. Any other, Hunter's it. been flopping a long time. Okay, some of us chose not to. Some people are not happy that we chose not to because, once again, it is a first down if you just fall on your face right here. Some kickers flop, basketball players flop, oh, yeah. wide receivers flop. We can't have offensive linemen for the good of the sport. Can't we agree. just can't have it, AQ. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's a bad Green Bay. Send an email. At Green you, Bay. You see like, what the fucking offense was doing? I did. I, I mean, we needed that. Huh? I mean, Green Bay's the epitome of toughness, too. Like, that's old school. Uh, old yeah, school. The original. Yeah, used to be. I don't know if they've been the epitome of toughness. But for when a you while. think football, you think Green Bay. No, yeah. Frozen tundra. Yeah, through injuries. Not anymore. Dun, dun, Unfortunately, dun, dun, Vince Lombardi dun, 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 dun. walking through them fucking doors, AQ. Yeah, it's oh. been a long time. Smile the floor. Yeah, and he cares more about, you know, making sure his eyebrows and his chin straps lined up than he does about our offensive line playing Tough. So maybe that's a problem. It's a good chin strap. It's true. Great yeah, eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, great lineup. Thing. Looks great. I'm happy that everything we did led to that moment. <laughs> Me too. You know, I'm pumped that we got there. Shout out to uh shout out to us getting tied to yeah. say the truth. Oh boy, Ty. That's how Ty feels about Coach LaFleur. I do believe Coach LaFleur, though, has the rest of the season to make up, right? He can turn the... Turn oh, yeah. It. The rest of this season, probably rest of next season as well. I mean, them, that, but, good this guy's fucking clean. Yeah. Clean. That beard. If we could zoom in on the beard thing. Yeah, wow. He look said, at that line. If my players are wearing a chin, wearing a chin strap, so am I. Eyebrows look good. Beard looks good. Mm-hmm. Decision-making on fleek, obviously. Yeah. Whenever he's calling games. Mm-hmm. Right, call I need my over. eyebrows lined like that. Let's see. What's this? Your eyebrows are allowed to be eyebrows, dude. No, I think it, it that looks pretty good. You should do a chin strap. You do that red light thing to trim up, trim up his eyebrows. I don't do that. What's that? The trim up of the eyebrows. But I need to after seeing this. This is incredible looking. Yeah, he looks really good. AQ's five fight camps away from being Matt LaFleur. What happened with Bader's fight? Guy pulled out on Monday. That's bad look. Why don't bad you fight him? Monday, Wednesday. Yeah, why don't you fight Maybe five days. Five days before, pulled out. The fight was on Saturday? Yeah. This upcoming Saturday? Last Saturday. Already happened. Oh, so we already passed the time Bader was supposed to fight? Yeah. Bader is your fight camp that you've been in. Well, yeah. so I've been training with, yeah. Not part of the fight camp. What? <laughs> oh, is this like levels of this shit? Like you have- yeah, oh yeah, there's definite levels. Once I saw them get in the cage, I said, I'm... Do you have stitches in your nose? Relax, dude. <laughs> <laughs> is that a yes or no? That's a no. Oh. It does look like it was quite a little injury, though, as we zoom in really tight on that so Bader now trained for how many months seven week training camp I mean just got after it wasn't he was ready he was ready to roll and then five oh, days nothing. before you just pull the plug Oof. why what happened the guy got hurt I said he was sick said he couldn't recover in time by the fight sounds like a bunch of bullshit oh well Whoa. I'm not gonna say that guy wow. my ass so I'm not gonna say it but you've been training with him so you're in the fight camp you're allowed to say that that's right so what do they do will Bader fight again or no yeah he's waiting on whatever the next one is why don't you do it? Tell yeah. us. Tell us. Yeah. This is what you've been training for. Yeah. Step in. Get that check. You don't want to be a champ? No, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good. You want to do it in the trenches? Oh, yeah. Let's go. We got a good one this week. I don't know. You got offensive linemen flopping all over yeah. the place. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who's not in. It better be good. In the show this week. It's uh, Green Bay. 
Green Bay's not. Uh, or New England. Oh, wow. Or New England. Thank or the God. New York Giants, who had a rough week. Yeah. Leo Collins, though, worked out for them. That's right. They need they need some reinforcements. Steelers in it? Well, let's, let's talk Steelers about Leo Collins right before we get to who's okay. in it. Are the Colts in it? Colts are in it. Hey, Whoa. Great. Everybody can fuck off. That was good. That was really good. That Leo good. Collins worked out for the Jets and the Giants. Mm-hmm. Leo Collins got hurt in January, right? Yes. So he'd still be recovering from that particular thing. He's getting signed to any team that needs help anywhere? Yeah, I mean, he's a great player. And when you put him at guard, he's really good. When you put him at tackle, that's obviously his natural position. But he can help any team right now. And the Jets and the Giants need help. Right. They, uh, the Jets just lost uh, Vera Tucker I yeah. think, for the second year in a row. Season, yeah. Tough, tough. Same loss. field. AVT with Achilles. He'll be out there with J.K. Dobbins and Aaron Rodgers, we assume. Mm-hmm. If they start healing Achilles, I thought about this yesterday, too. Because the J.K. Dobbins stuff got picked up. And then Aaron alluded to AVT also had an Achilles, and maybe he was going to be there. If they can heal the Achilles faster than anybody else, whatever they got cooking in that little room there yeah, yeah. is going to become, right? That's where everybody's going to head for the Achilles, AJ. That just that happen, that type of shit happens overnight, too. I'm oh, not yeah. saying that this guy just got learned about. But if, if success happens with Aaron, people already seeing it, every team will be like... This is where we are going to try to go to cheat the game of this Achilles thing. Yeah, that's how doctors get like na- like that's how they, they make their name. I know Elitraj is already a huge guy. Um, the guy that that fixed Shannon Sharp or uh, Sterling Sharp's nasty like turf toe situation, uh, Doctor Anderson. He's like the foot guy you go to now. He was in North Carolina. I think he's back in Wisconsin now. But yeah, you like get known as the dude to go to if you have certain injuries on certain things. And it seems like Elitraj right now is. He's the Achilles guy. Dr. Andrews is orthopedic guy. He's down there in Birmingham, Alabama, I do believe. Everybody heads down there for a surgery. It's just kind of what you know. Like, I had to have uh, a surgery on my dislocated kneecap or whatever, and they were like, you're going to go to Dr. Andrews to do this. And it was a two-week wait or something like that because he had surgeries lined up. I was like, "Uh, I'm going to get my shit done. Right road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get my shit done right here and hopefully it works out but everybody's trying to get in there for the foot thing you said that guy and, and then Achilles it's like alright we're going to Elitrosh yeah. and the hip guy I think in Colorado it's like the hip Bill Myers in Philadelphia Dr. does all the core Dr. surgeries all the Lane Johnson like the core mm. surgery the sports hernias now they're called core muscle surgery he does them all Okay. All of them. So this is literally what just ends up yeah, happening. Yeah. If yeah. they can figure out this Achilles, though, to become a much quicker thing than it has been, good on them and good for all the sport. So Leo Collins, though, we think good for yeah, either great. of these teams. I mean, they have to. They have to get veteran help. And when your team's not playing well on the offensive line and you've given your chances to the rookies and you've let the personnel guys who they said, oh, this guy's going to be great and, okay, he's not up to speed yet, go get a guy like Leo Collins. I have uh, source says – from inside uh, Achilles facility, mm-hmm. yeah. Achilles recovery factory, right here, bro. Going to dominate like the WVU rifle team for sure. That's okay. That's okay. that's from source says inside the Achilles factory that's happening out there. Everybody's going to be here, bro. Everybody's going to be here is what I was just told with the bro in there as well. Okay. All right. So they're changing the game over there. Yeah. Hey, congrats, Doc. Thanks for having us on in the background. Keep going, Doc. And I appreciate J.K. Dobbins in here talking shit about Achilles. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was you know sweet. I mean? Good vibes over there. Good it energy. is. You need that. Need it. Yeah. Absolutely need it. And if they get results as well, and then it's just like, yeah. here we go. Hey, Q, you want to do a, a giveaway maybe for the people? Yeah, let's do it. What do you want to do? do? All right, Shoot you it. tell me. You should dunk. <laughs> throw How light you are. Want to throw some footballs? All right. You want to throw some footballs? Bad angle into the yellow thing? 
No. Anymore. Come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a wuss. He's trying to see bad angle. I like it. Tough, it's tough, tough, tough angle. angle. Tough throw. Tough throw. All right, so you want to go for the hoop? You yeah, want to we'll, go that way? Yeah, we'll go hoop. Want to go that way? He's asking this you, This is community's pal. decision. We'll go that way. Okay. Now, on this one, you know, you miss so right. The ball probably bounce back. No. Go this way, then. No, I'm, I'm going this way. We'll just, we'll, we'll I try. want people to win. Yeah, me too. Me, me. Well, I would like you to make a shot for these people. Me too. After getting punched in Somebody your nose. Somebody blew these up. These are a little more. This is to give money We had to away. fix a lot of the balls. Yeah, a little more stuff. Why don't you try to put it in the cornhole hole? <laughs> Wuss. Oh, don't waste the ball. I was about yeah. to say that. All right. All, all right, right, here we go. How many people do you want to win? Ten? You like ten? Yeah, perfect. Sure, yeah, ten. ten I mean, you could have said twenty there. How many do I get? Ten. Two, ten. Five balls. Five balls. Five balls. All right. Here ten, 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 ten. That's it. Ten. Ten. Okay. Ten people. Five hundred dollars. If AQ Shipley can drain this for the brain football into that basketball hoop right over there. Now, he knows that if he misses right a little bit off the backboard with the way a ball turns over, that'll actually bank down to the left into the hoop. Mm -hmm. So you want to miss to the right a little bit and play the bank down to the left. Ten people, $500. Super Bowl champion. Can you be a champion? Let's do it. For ten people today. Oh. Ooh, AQ. Ladies and gentlemen, if AQ Shipley can bury this particular football, 10 people will win five. Oh, oh that's it, though. That's the, that's Come the spot. on, AQ. It's a little that's higher. Come on, Kish. Ladies and gentlemen, if AQ Shipley can bury this football. Ooh. I mean, I'm hitting. Yeah, velocity. I'm hitting the square. Okay, congrats. Oh, velocity is too high. Take the V down. Hey, super sweet look today. Thanks. You got the maroon pants on. Yeah. yeah. You got the community hoodie. His yeah. shoes You're looking have no slender. Strings. Oh, no, no, no strings, strings on the shoes. Yeah, no yeah. strings. Really? Those are nice. Oh, There's a couple strings. Oh, Those are oh, strings. Little crisscross. You're a fashion guy. Oh, huh? you look good. Thanks. With how Thanks. good you look, it would only be right for you to win 10 people. $500. All you got to do is bury that ball into that hoop right over there. Swish. And 10 people were $500 richer. Swish. Oh, huge. Oh, look great. Kiss. Toughest ball. Toughest ball. Toughish. It's the biggest ball. It's the toughest ball. So it's the smallest, too. Yeah, it's definitely a kicker's ball, too, because I can feel it. It's yeah, I think I kicked that one to myself, actually, in Houston. one of these guys, right? Nice. I believe that is the actual ball that I kicked to myself, so let's make sure we take care of it. Don't hit the bricks. What we need you to do is hit that hoop. And not just the rim. We need you to hit the net. And you need to go through. And if you do that, 10 people win $500. 10 people right Come now on. are watching along saying, you know what? I could use $500. Yeah, right. Especially going into Halloween, yeah. going into the holiday Why? season with where yeah. football is. 500 bucks would change my day, change my life, Try. change my perspective. This and all you got to do is just make one shot this for 10 it. people to have a better life. AQ with your sweet shoes and your mm -hmm. super fashionable pants and your community hoodie. Mm -hmm. Why don't you do it for a community of Done. 10 people? Yeah. Come on, boy. AQ Shipley. Come on, Kish. Hits the brick. You yeah. said don't you hit the brick. <laughs> don't hit the brick. What was that? I feel like he did it on purpose. No more balls. No, we do have one more. <laughs> he is a uh, high school Hall of Famer for basketball, correct? I mean... Just don't hit the fucking bricks. <laughs> Kick the ball to myself. That ball was in a game from my foot to my hands. So stupid. I don't, know how, I don't know how that One happened. Time. You hit the bricks. I don't know how that happened. That ball's heavier than all the other balls. Yeah, you, I don't know how you fucking go up, over, through things. Kind of rolled off the pinky, you know? Yeah, I'd say. I think yeah. quarterbacks go yeah. off, yeah. off there. All right, last yep. one here. Yep. 
Which Dorsal one? fin football. Over here. Come on. Calibrate for you. you what? Calibrate. This is Russell Wilson's football. Yeah, you it threw a great calibrated. ball. Oh, you, well, make sure it's calibrated because you just caught it. Chuck threw the, this thing up. I saw it last week. It went way up there. It's not an easy ball to throw. Make sure it's calibrated. But if you're Russell Wilson, you know exactly where it's going. No, you got to twist the. Uh, you yeah. see, it'll show you there's a red thing it, on it. Yeah, it. Make sure I'll it's make calibrated. Sure it's calibrate that. Boom. Right, calibrated. Boom. It's loaded, bro. You're welcome. Guaranteed. You're welcome. Careful. You make that ball into that hoop over there. We'll give 40 people $500. <laughs> 40 people, $500. All you got to do is get the dorsal fin football into that hoop right over there. Perfect. Good luck, AQ. 40 people's future. Oh. oh wow. Not God. terrible. That was pretty good. Not terrible. All right. We appreciate you, AQ. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Man. Stink this year. Well, you're a whole new person. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Got to get used to the weight loss. You yeah. dress like... Uh, yeah, it ain't just you. I, I stunk, too. <laughs> <laughs> tough, tough year. Let's get to a break. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like like what? I was waiting for it, too. What? Like, like what? I didn't know. Yo, we uh, have... Yeah, what did I say? Like what? I didn't say anything. <laughs> I, I didn't we could not wait. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it. Who was going to be the person oh, yeah. that was going to be sitting at the end of that sentence <laughs> that was going to be taking some shrapnel there was because, definitely a second because of how AQ is dressed today? I, didn't I say was. That. Did you see? If we can watch that back, Ty's face goes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the show's the worst. It'll continue to get worse somehow, too. Just know that. And we appreciate you for rocking with us. We'll be back tomorrow with a big time Thursday. Thursday night football. Getting off week five or week six yeah. of the NFL season. How'd Jacksonville State end up last night? Oh, boy. It, it was 10-10 at halftime. It wasn't the end. Didn't, it wasn't didn't get better after that. Liberty's score? undefeated, though. They're 6 and Liberty, yeah. Liberty, yeah. They can run the football. I'll tell you what. What was the score? 31-13. Oh, yikes. Bad second half. They're normally second-half teams. That was going to be a tough day for those Jackson State, Jacksonville State uh, Gamecocks today. <laughs> yeah, long third, long Wednesday. Lost all their hard edge, just got cooked in the second half. Yeah. Can't have it. Hopefully that's not the case going forward. AJ, final thoughts on this particular Wednesday program? Man, I thought it was a good program, but I am confused about AQ's community sweatshirt. Is there some kind of joke or something I don't know about? Yeah, I, don't, I think he's just the community, right? That's what it is? The joke AQ? is him wearing it. The shirt says it. That's it. It's just a just a brand. That's all it is. That's it. What's the brand? Got it. Is the brand? Community? I don't know. Tell me. Look what's, what's the brand? Face. Look at Ty's face. If we can zoom in. Well, the brand is Les Du. Les Du. <laughs> can we zoom in on Ty's face right there? Les Du. Oh, Sensei Les Du. Hold on. Hold on. And. <laughs> no, that, it was Ty's face yep. that made me laugh. Oh, who? Yeah. What was that? What is he? I was excited to hear that. <laughs> Me that was too. Awesome. I was too. What a day here on this Wednesday. Hell yeah. d great work this week. Appreciate it, brother. You're off to where? Home and then you're Philadelphia. Home, yep. Home then Philly. NFL matchups? How's that show going? Going great. Going great. Having a good time. Great well, time. London games kind of hurt NFL matchups because that's when I watch it. So now I, it's it's harder to watch. How many do we have international game going? We have Tennessee, Baltimore this weekend in London. And then what? And then the next one will be Finns, Chiefs in Germany. I think that's week 10. And then week 11 is Pats, Colts in Germany. Okay, so it won't be every week going forward. No, after this week, we have like a four weeks, I think, with that one. Yeah, I'm okay with uh, You know, I enjoy the game. It's a nice change of pace. But I'm okay watching 
you know. Yeah, sick and tired of like the you know seven games in the early window and then three games in the late window. So if yeah, we can kind of remedy that, they perfected that. This one was actually nice. I think it was six, six and, and four. four. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yes. perfect. We have yeah. two weeks. Uh, so the next one after this weekend is week nine. Yeah. All right, so we got some time. Let's enjoy this morning football. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then let's go into a perfect NFL Sunday after we bet everything right. Bingo. And we're going to start that tomorrow night. Yeah. We're going to hit all of our bets. Yeah. AJ, I don't know if you've seen, I've taken a commanding lead mm. in our uh, in our pick. Oh, have you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you've won at least the last couple weeks. Yeah, 3-1-1. One, and one. You're 1-3-1, one, and one, obviously. And, oh, boy. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's felt really good to go into that Monday and just know I'm good. I won. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to cheat and just take Well, you know, especially when it's one, when we're one game off and you know that. You're just gonna pick whatever game I do. Bingo. Yeah. That's been a fun part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's been a real. I'm about to get hot. I'm about to get pretty hot on here, though. I can feel it. Yeah, it comes in bunches. That's what yeah. they say. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. streaky shooters. That's what we all are. I think you're gonna get hot as well. I think this week actually we're gonna agree on every one of them, <clears throat> and it's oh. just gonna be a perfect slate for both of us. That'd be sweet. That's what okay. I think it's Let's gonna do be. It. That'll be a lot of fun. Like for instance, Ravens Titans in the morning. Who do you like, AJ? Early. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna ask you who you like. Nah. Uh, AJ, that's you know not- what? I've taken I've taken the Titans. I think the last three weeks I'm going Ravens. Okay, all right. So on that one, I'd be taking the Titans there. So we would have a disagreement okay. here early, but we have till Friday still. That's I, right. We have until Friday still. I will say the most games that you guys have agreed on was also your worst weeks for both of you. I believe mm-hmm. that was the bad one, which is completely different than last year. Last year, whenever we agreed on games, we were batting at like a seventy five percent clip. Yes. This year, we agreed on a bunch of games and we're at like twenty two percent. Maybe even lower than that. So when everybody's all on board, we may need to flip the script a little bit. Yep, that is like the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders and Commanders. All right, let's get to a break. We'll be back tomorrow. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. It might change your life. Big shout out to Danny Stutzman, JJ White, Bobby Carpenter, AJ Hawk, AQ Shipley, D Butt, all the boys in the back. We are so incredibly grateful for you. Goodbye.